Welcome to Guys We Fucked. <laughs> guys We Fucked. Guys We Fucked. I'm Christina. I'm Corinne. We're sorry, sorry about, about last, last night. night. The anti slut shaming podcast. <laughs> I never stop. <laughs> hey, fuckers. Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti slut shaming podcast. I'm Corinne. I'm Christina. And support for this episode of Guys We Fuck comes from Third Love, Titties. the lingerie brand using real women's measurements to design better fitting bras. Did you know Titties. that 80% of women are wearing the wrong bra size? With Third Love, it just takes 30 seconds to answer a few questions to find the perfect fitting bra for you, all from the comfort of your home. Third Love stands behind their products so much that Guys We Fuck listeners can try one for free for 30 days. Just pay up front for shipping and returns and exchanges are always free and easy. Visit www.thirdlove.com slash GWF to get started. Easy breezy. Mm. Third love. Tits. How was your week? It was good. I don't remember what I did, but it was fun. Yeah. No, James was uh, James was on the road in Richmond, uh, Virginia. So I just oh, been there. stayed home and uh, tried to write, but then was like mostly just mastering. Like, uh, <laughs> I actually do have something that's personal. I forgot about this. Speaking of when you brought up James, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, Steven and I did this thing because he's meditating. Him and uh, he's starting a podcast. And one of the things that's like a we're going to improve ourselves. And uh, one of the things is we got to meditate for 15 minutes a day for like a week just to see if it does anything. Wait, we, not you two? No, not me. Oh. But he was doing it. So uh-huh. but he was like, we should do meditating while we're fucking. And I was like, how's that going to work? And we just he just stuck his penis in me. And we just kind of breathed and it was so hot. And I like came a lot. Wait, you came from just your, his penis being inside you. Yes. But well, there was like, when you breathe, you move a very slight motion. Sure. And, uh, and then I was like, uh Oh, mm, okay. And then I started like thrusting on him. Cause I was like, this, this is going somewhere great. And I want it to. Oh, happen. so you meditated and then turned it into regular sex is what but you're saying. But very minimal movement. <laughs> very like, minimal movement and effort. Were you on top or on bottom? I was on the bottom. Really? Yeah. And you just I let know. his full weight lay on I you? know. Dear God. I'm so strong. Yeah, but that's Shout not. Out to tell you. That sounds like a fucking nightmare. No, it, for whatever reason it worked. But I, I like, hate when even James put his, his leg on me. <laughs> He's also a lot bigger than me. Well, I, I said next time we do this and there will be a next time I'm going to lay on my stomach so that the curve of my back and you know what I mean? Because when he breathed right in, right. his stomach got bigger and I'm like, I can't breathe. Right. It's uncomfortable. You know? But it was kind of like, oh, what's going to happen? Uh, it was really fun. <laughs> Way more fun than I thought it would be. So connective. I almost cry. I did cry, I think. What oh, the fuck? boy. Well, I know, I'm I mean, getting my period. That's no. I mean, that's like a yeah, I feel emotional during like yoga. Oh, me too. And boxing. I did boxing once. Cry my eyes out. Yeah, but that's your repressed anger. I know. It's great. <laughs> that's different. I need a bat. I need a baseball bat. <laughs> Come see us live. Uh, yes. You guys, on Friday, April 28th, if you're in New York City, Wendy Starling and I co-host a great show called Glamapus. There's characters in wigs and whiskey. It's at Zinc Bar, 82 West 3rd Street in the West Village. 7.30 p.m. is when the show starts. Ticket link in the description of this podcast. And then the next day, Saturday, April 29th, we're doing a special uh, Saturday edition of Nacho Bitches at 11.15 p.m. at New York Comedy Club. Uh, tickets are $10 with the code Nacho, co-hosted by myself and Blair Saki. Unfortunately, no wigs or characters, but whiskey is... But fun Whiskey is, is available. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> and do you live in, in Massachusetts? Yeah, you. Or near it. Dan. Dan. Stop typing. 
Boston, we're going to be in you Thursday, April 13th. We're going to be at the Wilbur. There's only a few ticket le- tickets left. My parents are coming. I, we just, I just want to put sold out on the website. Well, we say, yeah, we say this every week. That's only, really, there's not a lot of tickets left, but there are tickets left, which is obnoxious. They're just like scattered it's around bothering the room. us. And to yeah. be honest, we're just going to buy the tickets ourselves to I sell will. it out. Have, I will. If not, so like, don't just, just be you there. Know, just get them. Because if we have to buy them, then you're not getting them. Yeah. We're just, oh, we're, <laughs> we're just roping off 30 seats and I'm you writing know, fuck you on mass no, tape. We should write a paper, you know, how it's like reserved for CAA or whatever the fuck right. manager. We should say like, we should write like celebrity names, but we they should never just write up. reserve for fans who did it, who didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> and just to spite you, I will not let you sit in those seats. I'm, I'm very spiteful and I will absolutely do that. So if it doesn't uh, sell out like before, if it's two days before, because I need to go, there is a Panera bread across the street. I need to stand at the Panera bread and be like, look through the window. Look what that did sell out the Wilbur and be like, I've come a long way. Yes. I need that. So you should sit not- at a Panera bread table. <laughs> And look out onto the Wilbur right, yeah. and re- do a little, buy the same meal. I'm two. not, I mean, so just make And the dessert is you get to perform at the Wilbur <laughs> for 1,200 people. Right. And it needs to say sold out and there's a big screen. And if it's not, we're not above telling you the exact reason why we oh, need yes. this. Oh, I got, I got issues. Whatever. The show is great. So uh, that's so fuck you if you don't good. come. But also, dear God, we need this. <laughs> Give this to us, guys. Then the next day, our egos deflate significantly (laughs) as we head to Chicopee, Massachusetts to perform at the Hukilau, where I'm just going to drink the most fun drinks ever as a a consolation prize. Oh, that's going to be a fun fucking show. That's going to be the 'er ne'er-do-wells who can't afford to live in Boston and then us. (laughs) Hey, I love me some... Some some super fans are coming to both the Wilbur and the Hookie Lou. Well, the show's different every time. And it's, so, oh God, the show's so good. Yeah, like, like it'll be good at the Wilbur and then <laughs> I'm just fucking getting that. No, it'll be great at the Hookie Lou. It'll be gonna, intimate. It'll be drink infused. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. And then we're going to a bunch of other cities, you know, Texas, Vegas, Minneapolis. Uh, but buy tickets for that Houston, online. Milwaukee, Chicago. Sorry about last night. Dot com slash tours. Yeah. You know, whatever. <laughs> Speaking of whatever, we all need a little, take a, take a little better care of ourselves and taking care of our mental health is not an exception. That's why today's sponsor Talkspace, the online therapy company makes it easy to connect with an experienced licensed therapist handpicked just for you for as little as 32 bucks a week using Talkspace. You could send your therapist texts, audio messages, video messages, whatever you want. You can download an app and do a little doodle with your fingers and just probably send it to them. Even, or you can even do a live video chat. Want to vent about work or family or your Uncle Al being a real prick every Sunday dinner? Or you want to talk about something that's really been on your mind? No problem. Your therapist is ready to help. To sign up or learn more, go to Talkspace.com slash GWF. And as a special offer for our listeners, you guys, you can use the coupon code GWF to get 30 bucks off your first month and to show your support for the podcast. That's code GWF and it's Talkspace.com slash GWF. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. All right, we're almost done with the housekeeping, guys. So either fast forward or shut the fuck up. Uh, (laughs) 
Thank you so much to uh, our new sponsor, Hubble Contact Lenses. This is an exciting one because Christine and I are both uh, pretty blind. Oh, dude, we're so blind. It's not a good situation. Negative 5.5 over here in the house. Negative 6 and negative 6.5. It's like, what's going to happen to us? I mean, I, I make negative 20. I truly, sometimes I'm like, there could be a murderer in my room right now. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I would have no I wouldn't clue. wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, so Hubble Contact Lenses, they reached out to us and we're like, ugh, great. No. <laughs> it was fine. God. Um, but I was very, I got to say, I was very skeptic. I was like, these contact lenses are too cheap. Yeah. The name is a telescope, but this has, but it's like one it, of my eyes. These are see not the stars telescopes. Some shit. Yeah. I was, I was very hesitant and I put them in my eyes and I got to say, they were very, very soft and comfortable. Actually more soft and comfortable than my regular contact lenses. <gasps> Uh, but it's like I, seeing through clouds. It, I was re- I was really amazed because I said to Christina privately, I was like, "These are going to be garbage." And then yeah, they, and, and then, then they, they weren't. weren't. <laughs> and that's good because then we would. I don't think we would have done the ad. So yeah, what we're not going to advertise like you know knives for your butthole or something and then right. not try it. We're not assholes. So what we found out is that we've all been overpaying for contact lenses, and yeah, now I'm just mad about something so else. Annoying. <laughs> So these are great because if you don't wear, I've been wearing dailies for a while because I had a, an, an incident where my cornea was scratched, which I didn't even know could happen, but it can. Um, so you you get contact lenses fresh every single day. They're dailies. Yeah, dailies. 60 contacts for $30. You do the math, guys. Okay. That's a dollar a day. Oh, thank God. Half the price of other brands, which is 100% true. So go to HubbleContacts.com uh, and get your first two weeks for free they send them to your home. You just enter your prescription info or Hubble can recommend uh, someone, an optometrist in your area. Easy on the eyes uh-huh. and the wallet. Oh. I didn't write that one. Uh, <laughs> See it. <laughs> but it's HubbleContacts.com. You get your first two weeks of lenses free. So like, just try it. Even if you run out of contacts, just enter just it. Start, yeah. You don't have any. It's literally just, just no risk free. You 15 fucking, pairs for free. You're crazy. Um, so you get 2020 vision for half the price. It's Hubble H U B B L E contacts.com. You know, what's funny about this. I'm, I am going to talk a little bit more about Hubble, but not the actual product. It's great. I read this copy last night and I read it in, in a voice that's like easy on the eyes and the wallet. And then Corinne came over and I was like, Corinne, this copy is so cheesy. We had the phone call and it was great. And I totally was excited. And then this, this copy and I was like, read it, read it. And she's like, that's not that, that one line was cheesy, but I mean, yeah, that was it. You over exaggerated oh, a little, bit. but I was so stoned <laughs> that I was like, this is the gnarly. Again, no, this is the not. part of the ad that I will cut out before oh, uploading to the website. Yeah, <laughs> we but the point is, I'm a fucking on. idiot and I was high. <laughs> so, well, it sounds like you have a good time. Hi. All oh, right. So much fun. Am I going first with this? Yeah. Another favorite segment here on Guys We Fucked. Names, names, names. Thanking people who bought the book. Oh, we are. By the way, we're going to be doing this for a couple of more episodes. Oh, if I get one more tweet saying I bought the book. And I didn't get a shout. Guys, we're not going to read you 800 names at once. Not to brag, we sold a lot of books. We really appreciate it. Also, never contact me ever again. <laughs> Corinne Fisher, always there when you need it. Nope, not, I'm not here for you. That's why you get talk space. Not here for you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if you have like a real problem, sure. But the problem of not getting a shout out, I, I wish that was my problem. Um, me too. So thank you very much to Angela Garcia, Carly Hill, Paul Jimenez, uh, Logan Isaman, 
isn't a man, though. Thanks for the note. <laughs> Sophie Bishop, Whitney Villarreal, Kate Davis, Courtney Calberer, Angel Abuzid, Yasmin Omar, okay. Lena Sarshuk, Emily Howell, Joshua Silver, Maddie Hine, Autumn Mishler, Joanna Montoya, Suzanne Starnes, Danielle Fletcher, hey. Crystal Romero, Thanks. Allison Calzada, Thanks. Colleen Bowen, Rachel Wadzinski, Kendall Stanley, Matt Gianquinto, Allison Calzado, uh, Aaliyah Beaumont, Jillian McMahon, <laughs> Mickey Ooh. Stevens, Heather Zabrowski, Kristen Fries, Megan McPhee, Stephanie Thomas, mm. Dorothy uh, Luzak, ordered two copies, one for myself and the other for my friend Allah, who is a bigger friend than me. Just want to let you know. Oh, thanks. Pam Jackson, Paige Hawkins, Giovanna Accordino, Adrian Varwick. Hi, Adrian. Uh, Alicia Appleby, Amber King, Chrissy Therote, uh, Jessica Topol, uh, Samantha Lenore, Diana Chavez, Jubilee Westergaard. <gasps> what a name. I was going to say, you got a good name. That's the, that's the name of word for this week. Uh, Jordan Johnson Lands, Brittany Owen, Jessica Kovach, Candace Newgard, Kaylin Hublet, and Jordan Santani. Also, thank you very much to Kaylin Shannon, Eden Burstei. Megan Stalker, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Anisha Hinkle, Sarah Rosen, Megan Stalker, Kristen Moon. Oh, I read her name twice, you lucky bitch. Um, uh, Aaron Silva, Alicia Lovely. Oh, Laura Uzkatagul. That, I'm sorry. Uh, Emily Bid Bidwell, Kaylee Jordan, Caitlin Widerker, Heather McCord, Melissa Zerbriggan, Paige Metcalf, Manny Cassis, Chelsea Thom, or uh, Tom. Joy Schreiner, Sarah Vanis, Kaylin Davidson, Jennifer. It says Jennifer, but I feel like you meant to say Jennifer, but I, maybe it's Jennifer. Themistocleus. Damn, you guys are challenging my intellect. Rachel Jenkins, Paige Claypool, Sarah Dan, Emily Resnick, Jillian Higby, Lily Albrecht, Alexis Ronan, Megan and Ansley Lesbians Fischel. That's just what it says. I don't know. Megan Fox, in parentheses, sorry, not the famous one. Madeline Hunt, Sarah Backen, Kat Nardizi, Alika Nileshwar, Courtney Guru, oh, pronounced Shuru, Courtney Juru. Oh my God, you guys. Brenda Munez, Jennifer <laughs> Habgood. I feel like I'm drowning in a pool. Melissa Bates, Christy Walters, Caitlin Mendoza, Stephanie Bowen, Mandolin Harper. Ooh, that's a good... Is that your real name? That's a good name. Kisa Sitter, Ann Baker, Alexandra Nick. Whoa. Lauren Oaks, Peter Heyer, Taylor Bird, Amber Warded, and Stephanie Rinker. Yay, we did it. Thank you. Oh my you. God. I feel like I, <clears throat> it just takes me back to fourth grade, you know, and I had to do passage of Tuck Everlasting and it was really bad. You're just not good at reading aloud or? Yep. <laughs> yep. That's it. It is. It, oh, you suck at uh, reading in front of people. It is. A, well, I so thought it was bad. specifically the names, maybe because no, names aren't everything. real words, you know. I know. So that's different. It's just any words. It's any letters. <laughs> um, Sucks. All right, let's let's go to the uh, GWF mailbag. Oh, let's. Uh, subject line: A fucking plant is ruining my relationship? Question mark. Question mark. Question mark. 
Hey guys, found your podcast a few months ago and I've been listening every week. You give great advice and I really wanted your opinion on an issue I'm having. An outside perspective could be exactly what I need. So let me give you some important background info to help further understand why I'm so stressed. I am a 22-year-old lesbian from a tiny-ass town of about 10,000 people. I have struggled with serious mental health issues my whole life. I survived two suicide attempts. Uh, That seems like two failures, right? (laughs) But that's good. That's the one good thing. It's good to fail at. It is. Don't get better at it with Uh, that. Whatever. I'm going to stop. Lots of therapy and medication and multiple drug addictions, including heroin, Xanax, and pain pills. Wow. Girl, you strong as hell. That escalated. Uh, (laughs) I, I replaced all that with marijuana, and I am now clean from hard drugs for almost 16 months. Great. Congrats. Uh, These issues have also affected my love life. I have never been in a relationship before now, partly because there are like six lesbians in a 25 mile radius, (laughs) uh, partly because I didn't want to settle with anything less than the best for me. Great. And partly because I was so scared of getting hurt. But finally, I found someone I can see myself spending the rest of my life with. I've been seeing a lot of this girl for almost six months. It actually took me almost four months to officially call her my girlfriend out of fear, but she may be my soulmate. She is the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. She loves me and she listens to me. All we do is laugh, talk and fuck. And it is the best sex I've ever had. I came seven times last night, but anyway, um, before I met her, I wasn't doing too well. I stopped with the hard drugs, but I was broke jumping from job to job, never managing my money and being way more concerned with fun than bettering my life. I lived in disaster and was so irresponsible. I have been in and out of hospitals due to my depression and anxiety. My family was so worried about me, but she has fixed that we live together and I now have a steady job uh, with benefits. My house is actually looking like a home. I have a savings account and I am starting to grow up. I am happy for the first time in my life. Because of her, I am a better me. But we do have one huge issue, marijuana. She hates it. She hates everything about it. She has tried it and she freaks out and gets sick. Uh, And she has uh, some very strong feelings against it, but I love it. I love the feeling and how it relaxes me. It also has helped me drop all all the other drugs out of my life. I love the social aspect of it because all my friends are avid stoners. I just seriously love weed. I don't drink ever. So this is a fun way to escape. But she hates that I smoke. I feel like the only way she will be truly happy is if I completely quit. And that's just not happening. We have already tried to compromise on the subject. Uh, I get rid of all my weed related stuff in the house. I don't do it by myself anymore. And all I want to do is smoke every once in a while when I'm with friends, but we still fight about it. It's a never ending issue. We have broken up three times now over it. I can't go out with my friends without coming home to a lecture and interview. So did you smoke? How much did you smoke? Who were you with? And now she is making me have a limit. I am only allowed to smoke twice a month. Yes. It's just that I'm only allowed to smoke twice a month. I hate that I have to ask permission to go have fun. Well, you don't. Uh, And her argument is always the same. Well, why do you need to smoke? Aren't you happy without it? Or my favorite, you are choosing weed over me. Nothing I do or say will change her mind on marijuana. I have had some issues with drug use in the past, and she thinks I will spiral out of control again. I want to respect her feelings because I love her, but I feel so controlled. I'm a big girl. I can handle myself. Whenever I ask for advice from my conservative doctor, mother, and teacher slash school board president father, they beg to just, they beg me to just quit smoking because they see how well I'm doing with her. But on the other hand, my friends are begging me to break up with her because it's just a fucking plant. And she's quote, not my mom. I love her. I could see myself marrying her. And whenever we broke up, I was devastated, but this is insane. I shouldn't have to ask permission to do things and no one can control me, but myself. So true. 
I'm afraid that if we break up, I will go into a deep depression again. But this is hard. Is this how relationships work? Mm -hmm. This is my first one. So I don't know what is normal or not. I guess I'm just begging for some outside perspective because I'm lost. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. I feel like you guys could shed some light on the subject with love. I'm going to withhold your name for this one. Uh, Okay. There's a lot here, uh, my darling. Um, First off, oh God, I don't even know where to start with this. Well, I think you should make yourself happy, not another person. I mean, I I, I get finding happiness in another person. That's amazing and how they can uplift your life. Right. But she didn't fix your life. You did. And marijuana helped. (sighs) Right. Well, the thing is, I... uh, before we, you even got to the part where you detailed your weed usage, which is very minimal uh, at this point. I smoke every night by myself. Uh, just so you guys know. you. My problem with this email before we got to the weed part was that you, yeah, you were like, this girl is helping me. It seems to me like you're addicted to this girl. You obviously have a very addictive personality and you you can't be like this person fixed my life because number one you can never rely on another person that much like it is possible that someone can kind of like help you through your life but number one that's more of the job of a parent not a spouse to kind of lead you in the right direction uh and secondly uh just think about what would happen if she left you you never want to be so dependent on a person that if they leave you your world will fall apart that's a very dangerous situation to put yourself in and it's a lot of pressure to put on one person too (laughs) yeah and i mean this might this seems like someone who likes you know for lack of a better phrase cleaning up messes and there are many of people people out there who just love a mess and love to clean it up i at certain points have certainly been that person uh but it's it's not a good place to be for that person or for yourself. Uh, You know, it certainly seems like you do always need to have a mechanism to cope and you do like to use substances to do that. Marijuana, obviously a lot safer than the other things that you have listed. Better than alcohol, certainly better than heroin, better than Xanax and better than pain pills. Yeah, but then if if you were prescribed a Xanax once a day or whatever by a doctor, which a lot of people are, no one would shit on that. But then when you smoke weed, which is less harmful to your body, oh... Now you're a crazy loon, huh? Right. I, I just have a problem with people who are who who poo poo marijuana because I've seen it help so many people, and it's uh, it's an alternative to taking medication. Sure. I mean, th- this is just you just have a super addictive personality, and that's something you have to deal with. I mean, like you definitely need to be seeing a therapist regularly. It seems, and that and that will t- keep you not you know, trying to kill yourself, that will keep you in line without having to rely on a partner. A partner, as we've said before in the podcast, is not a therapist, is not a parent. They are just that a partner. They can help you a little bit. But if that's your main source of like, that's the person you're relying on, you're using them as your crutch, that's not healthy for you. That's not healthy for them. And that's not healthy for the relationship. On the flip side, as someone who doesn't really smoke weed and has uh, had many partners over the years who smoke a shit ton of weed. It can be annoying. Mm-hmm. It can be too much because, especially my last if- boyfriend did it too much, and he woke up in the morning and smoked it. And I and, he, and I was like, I mean, if he doesn't <clears throat> stop this, I can't be with him. Sure. And it's like you know, how are you when you're on weed? It's the same as alcohol. Like uh, some people get violent or shitty when they're on alcohol. Like I'm delightful when I'm on alcohol, so that's not a problem. Uh, but I still wouldn't want to do it too much because for me, uh, dating someone who smokes a lot of weed sometimes it makes me feel like they're never them yeah so it's like are we even hanging out right i, I, I feel can't like i can tell exactly or it feels like do you have to smoke weed to deal with me 
Oh God, I didn't think of that. It can also be that. So yeah. those are two things that can feel hurtful. It seems like you've really cut it down though. I can understand not, not wanting to have a bunch of weed paraphernalia around the Steven, house. Steven, that's the one thing. Cause Steven's super cool about it's my frat boy. It's weed frat like It is, it is. Childish. That's exactly what he said. He's like, yeah. I feel like I'm in a fraternity. When I wake up, I don't want to see your your yeah. weed on the coffee table. I'm like, yeah. that is fair. Nor do I. I would put it away. I anytime I walk into a person's house and I fucking see a bong out, I'm You're like, like for the love Christ. of God, put don't that in a fucking closet. Garcia. Yeah. Um, so I think that's that. But she also so, seems way too controlling. And also, like, you haven't even been dating that long and you've broke up three times. Yeah. This is this is this is a manic type. I know exactly the type of relationship you're in. Yeah, when things are going well, it's amazing. But when things are not, it's a fucking nightmare. So and and also you've also said, like, I can see myself spending my life with this person like three times in a, a page letter. You're convincing yourself of something. Like it doesn't reader, yeah. Just date someone who you have fun with. You're 22. You don't need to spend the rest of your life with this person. A lot of people email us. It's like, okay, my advice for you is to reread the email that you sent us out loud to yourself. <laughs> yeah. And then if you read it as if a friend was writing you that, what would you tell that friend? Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't like to depend on my friend's opinions for anything. I mean, I certainly respect them, but that I don't, they don't use their, their opinion as my end all and be all. But if all your friends are saying, yeah. that's a red that's flag. A, it's not like, well, then all your friends are in the wrong. I mean, yeah. I don't I mean, you of know. course your parents like her cause they don't know. They don't, I mean, they probably don't really, they don't care about the sex you're having. They don't care about that. They just like, they're like, wow, our drug addict suicidal daughter hasn't tried to kill herself and has stopped doing heroin. Like that's what they I mean, see that, but that seems, as parents. Yeah. But you need to have done that for you and have the strength to be suicide attempt and heroin free without this chick. Yeah. So if it's only her, that's keeping you from doing that, you're not well yet. Boom. <laughs> Drop that mic, girl. Next subject. Cheating girlfriend has left me feeling emasculated. Hey, guys, I've been listening to you guys since the story episode, and what you guys are doing is awesome. Never thought I'd find myself writing in looking for your advice, but I, I'm one to embrace. Uh, I, I'm not one to go to my friends, so here it goes. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had to add a lot of words in there, but that's okay. He's oh, I was laughing at that. I'm not one to go to my friends. I was like, but okay. Where are your friends? Just, I mean, maybe. I met my girlfriend over three years ago. We were together for a year and had a fucking awesome relationship. Something about us just clicks. Uh, it was going great. And due to a series of unfortunate events, she found herself moving to New Zealand. Naturally, I was heartbroken, but we both moved on and had a, other relationships, but we kept in touch. Around mid last year, she came home. We met up as friends, but all the old feelings were still there and we still had fun uh, the way we did before and ended up hooking up. So we got back together. Things have been going great since like, holy shit, great. Recently, we spend all weekend in bed together, but I could tell something was up. So I asked her if she needed to talk. She burst into tears and told me that it wasn't working out. She told me that she knew we were awesome together, but she couldn't be with me. After several hours of mutual tears, she said her goodbyes and I was left confused. The next night, I sent her a text saying I, I was thinking about her and that I hope she was okay and I was worried about her. She called me and broke down and told me that she had cheated. She had been with her friends uh, at her friend's house, a guy I thought was a creep and was after something and was after something, but she told me they were just friends. She texted me that night asking if she, if I was okay with her sleeping on his couch. I genuinely am pretty confident and I'm not intimidated by their men. So I said, yeah, of course I trust you. Turns out I was wrong. They lay in bed watching a movie together and he came on to her. She didn't say no. I don't have a clue what to do. She came to my house in floods of tears saying she would do anything to fix this. A big part of me wants to fix it because I love her and I don't want to give, uh, to give up. 
I know this wasn't an ongoing thing and that we're all human and we fuck up, but I totally feel betrayed, humiliated, and emasculated. I'm a strong person, but right now I feel like my masculinity has been robbed of me and my confidence is in the gutter. I feel weak. The thought of another man touching her makes me sick. I love her and I want to fix this too, but I don't know how to go about it. How do I rebuild the trust? How do I feel like a man again? Do I even give her this chance? I'm seriously lost and would appreciate uh, your, your guys' help. Sorry for reading. And if any of this is hard to read as I'm not exactly a poet. Stop apologizing. Don't apologize. See, men apologize too. It seems, uh, you didn't give any clues about how you were, it seems like everything was great except for that. And if that is the case... I mean, she just felt bad. I've, oh God, if you're, you seem like a really nice guy. And if you're like, yeah, I trust you. And then she betrayed your trust after you were like, yeah, I trust you to not do anything. And then she did that exact thing. And she Mm. just feels awful about hurting your feelings. And she hates herself for hurting your feelings. Um, And she wants to make it work. I just can't tell if she wants to make it work because she feels horrible and she wants to fix it. And she doesn't want you to be miserable. Or you guys aren't a good match, but it seems like just because someone cheats, I don't think, cheating should be I don't think cheating means the end of the relationship it's all dependent upon the circumstances it also depends how you are as a person some people just like their pride or like you, some people just it's not even pride there's some people just that that's a just deal breaker for yeah. some people and that and that's okay if yeah it's a deal breaker for you I think that's totally and you okay. have to know that yes because I've had people try like I people sometimes try to get over it and then it just ends up becoming a very abusive relationship. Well, exactly. Because it's like, <clears throat> yeah, I want to get over this. Okay. You want to, but can you? Yeah. You can want to, but you should know yourself well enough that like before you take the journey down that route of trying to uh, forgive someone for cheating, you got to know that you have to have a feeling that that's inside of you. Yes. And, and you can't throw it, you know, use it against her uh, down the road mm-hmm, for anything. Mm-hmm. Once you're, once you're done talking out as much as you want to talk it out, if you want to work it out, I think it's totally fine. If you want to work it out. I don't know how else your relationship is or how you guys vibe or how she treats you, how you treat her. I have no idea. It sounds pretty respectful. It's just, I don't have a lot of details here, but if you think that you could still continue to be with her and not use that against her, talk it out as much as you want to talk out, talk it out, ask whatever you want to ask, figure out whatever you want to figure out and then move on. Because I think that you can truly have a sexual interaction with another person while still being with somebody else and loving them no less than before or after that sexual interaction. I really don't think that <clears throat> you can have a sexual interaction, but the, but it really bothers me that she like texted him that night to say if it was okay. It's almost, it's like, she's trying, she's being overly defensive. And it's like, you're doing something it, weird. Yeah. But it was weird. If they live together, wait, do they live together? I don't oh, know. She, I don't think so. No. Oh, okay. I don't really know. That it doesn't say that was weird. To Cause me. then I would be like, Oh, am I coming home? If I didn't come home, I have to tell Steven something. Right. And it's okay to feel mad. I think the the masculine, the feeling emasculated is maybe, I mean, obviously you feel how you feel, but I would say that's not the, that's not like the, you shouldn't use that. That nothing happened to your masculinity yeah. in this situation. Like technically nothing. This is trust. And and just because she uh, hooked up with some other guy doesn't mean he's more masculine than you. I mean, I'm attracted to a lot of different people. Absolutely. It doesn't, it's just, it's more like time, place, I mean, mood, vibe. Like that. it's those things. I get why you use emasculated, but I think, yeah. I mean, I've been cheated on so many times, you guys. And I felt so out of control. Like I was drowning. I felt like I was drowning. It was the worst heartache I've ever felt was when 
a relationship ended because of cheating <clears throat> because it was it, I didn't even get a chance to say anything. It just happened. And then boom, fuck you. Bye. And in those both instances, there was no trying to work it out because it had it was way worse than what, what you're describing to me. It was just a one off thing. Um, so I get it. It's a shitty fucking feel. Heartache is the one of the worst feelings in the world. Right. And when it involves being cheated on. Oh, my God. That's twisting the fucking dagger that is in your heart. Because yeah. um, it makes I think it's it's like it's a emasculated is weird only because like a woman is also going to feel a way but it's I wouldn't even emasculated. I wouldn't even say I would feel like you, you feel like less of a person you feel less attractive I just feel less special I don't feel like less of a woman get, get, getting cheated on to make me feel like less of a woman no it wouldn't make me feel like less of a woman it made me feel like less of a like a person less of a person less of a lover less of a partner less of a right. uh, my value as a partner as a romantic exactly. partner went down for sure yeah. um and that's that's not uh specific to sex but uh, uh, uh you know gender um yeah and also i mean this is annoying you have to figure out yourself whether you foresee yourself getting over this or not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. time will heal it I will say, but you have if you decide to get over it, you gotta. Oh, you have to get you have to over set it. some kind of a deadline. Like I'm gonna give my like give myself three months, and then like you literally can't bring it up again. You can't bring it up in fights. You gotta just it's done. It's oh, and also and watch Esther Pearls uh, per- Pearls Esther Pearls TED Talk on infidelity. Oh, I didn't watch that. Dan Savage like- had recommended it a couple times on his podcast, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna watch Esther Pearls talk on uh on infidelity it is fascinating it's really interesting it'll give you a perspective that you didn't have there you go this show is sponsored by better help getting stuff off your chest is incredible it's so therapeutic we all carry around different stressors some of them are big some of them are small a lot of them are very big Uh, but we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively and then we act like a jerk to the people we love and we're like this is not how i want to be therapy has saved my life personally there are so many benefits of it it empowers you to be the best version of yourself and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma although if you have experienced major trauma highly recommend if you're thinking of starting therapy Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire, and you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters, and you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily, I found Quince, and now you have too because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather handwoven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. Um, yeah, some homework for you. Thanks yeah. for writing. 
All right. Speaking of having sex with more than one person. This week's guest, uh, guys, he has a new album on iTunes called No Kidding. He has a new special out called Small, Dork, and Handsome on Netflix. Please give a warm welcome to this week's guest, Mike Kaplan. It's been four months. I am living here between four walls. I learned Lying next to me He's some kind of pastime You know it's been lonely here And I still feel you And I still wait for you And I still feel Changed his name to a symbol, and I was like, "I'll be weird too." And then, is that the truth? Yeah, that's hundred. Oh, yeah. you you chose I, MYQ. I did. I did. I like age fourteen or so, and you just what, rolled with. Were I you mean, like a white rapper or something? I was a uh, you know a kid at a summer camp. <laughs> I mean, well, I've never been to summer camp, so, so yes, I can't it's say. All white, it was white rapper summer camps. So, oh, uh, yeah. good. It was like, you know, a weird artsy thing, like a bunch of, you know, like the kids who are misfits and outcasts and uh, like not, I didn't have like tons of friends in school, but we, all kids like that, like, you know, would convene on this camp and be like, oh, there are actually people who care about each other and it's like nice. And so that's, that's sort of nice. like where I sort of became, uh, like learned that there were other sort of socially caring human beings and oh. be, started to become one, I think. And the first thing you did was change the spelling of your name one of them you know sort of a perhaps a symbolic i had a dream once about uh like around that time i think i don't remember most of my dreams but i had a dream that i was like batman and also a history teacher like that was my secret Ooh, identity that was your MO, oh that's yeah. kind of cool and then in college or like uh Later, I think in, in like grad school orientation, there was like a, a psychology professor who talked about uh, interpreting dreams and how like books can't really tell you because different things mean different things to different people. Right. So it's like the way if you want to interpret them, it has to be what things mean stuff to you. So like I started thinking back and I'm like, well, Batman, I thought was cool and <laughs> history I thought was like not cool. So I'm like, I guess those were like the two aspects of myself, like my school self that I hated, like the history version and then the cooler like summer camp part that was like, oh, I'm going to change my name. I'm going to be weird. I'm going to be fine. It's going to be different. You know, having an alter ego like Batman. Oh. And so that was... Oh. What a deep response Gee, I to didn't... us just being douchebags. Yeah. Hey, your Seriously. name's dumb. Well, that's true, but... <laughs> well, I guess I, you've been asked that before. <laughs> I too have double... I, well, I have two Y's in mine, and people oh, look yeah. at me with disgust sometimes when they see the spelling. Christina, has yeah. anyone ever told you that you are two Y's? Yeah, I was called double Y by one of my teachers, <laughs> history teacher. Wow. Wow. Uh, How about and that? I was like, okay, I'm more than just the spelling of my name, Mr. Wilson. And also, like, oh, I mean, whatever. what do what do words and letters mean anyway? I don't know. We're human um, beings connecting on a different level here. <laughs> wow. Is that also your philosophy with sex? Uh I mean, yeah, 
human beings connecting on whatever. No, I'm, that's on the same level. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't want to connect oh, with people true. on different. I mean, you know, what, what? I haven't said anything of meaning yet at all, but uh, <laughs> happy to answer questions. All right. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, as a story, I de- we definitely want to focus on polyamory for this episode because it came at the perfect time last week. Uh, this will air in a couple weeks, but so a few weeks ago, we answered an email sure. from someone who like thought they were in a polyamorous relationship. They thought they were. And they definitely weren't. Basically, they weren't. their boyfriend just wanted to fuck multiple people. Mm-hmm. And then they were using a like a, a word that they didn't really know the true meaning of. Sure. And it, it's we've had this podcast for three years, but we've actually never really had someone on who identified as a polyamorous person. And that means that you are romantically involved with multiple people, not just an open relationship where you got some fuck buddies on the side that you don't tell a wifey about that. But uh, she doesn't tell you about hers either. That's fair. Yeah. That's right. uh, I mean, there's definitely, there's so many ways to have open relationships. Some people do have don't ask, don't tells. Some people do have like tell, like I, I had one, my first really like fully open relationship was maybe like five or six years ago. And she wasn't, she's probably, she was monogamous before with most people, but I was like, this is a thing that's important to me. And so I want to try this. And uh, oh, you pitched it. I did. Oh, cool. In that situation, I did. And she was like, I'll do it. And a lot of people, a lot of my friends were like, what if she's just saying it to go along with it? Uh, like people on you know, friends on podcasts would ask and she'd listen to those podcasts <laughs> and she'd tell me, she's like, I really want to do it. And she would do things. She would act on it with other people as mm-hmm. well. Like, And that made me feel, you know, initially like sort of like a pang of like, oh, you know, this is happening. But right. moreover, but that's okay. I was happy that she was taking it, that she was, you know, connecting with people in the way that she wanted to. And that sort of demonstrated that she wasn't just doing it for me. And also, you know, I'm not going to be like, I know what's, I know what you mean. I know what's best for you. Like, I'm like, of if, course, if you you're tell not me, a douchebag. Yeah, if you tell, thank you. You're not either. And you don't mansplain. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely, uh, no, I do <laughs> can. you can. explain uh, to us how you don't mansplain? Don't, yes, please. I, I, it's a trap. Uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> we're yeah. going to get you. <laughs> you probably will. Um, you can, you can have me. I definitely like, so in that relationship, uh, I'm like, you're, as long, I believed her. I believe like if you say that you're into what I'm into, sure. then wonderful. And her thing was, I want to know when you do things. Well, like if you know, I go on the road uh, and I hook up with somebody. When I come back, I would tell her uh, because that way, she said, not knowing, she's like, what if I, what if it's happening all the time? Like I just be like sort of freaking out, yeah. and anxious about it. So it uh, it didn't happen all the time. Maybe it would happen like once a month, maybe some months more, maybe some not at all. And I would come home and I'd be like, hey, I'm back. I love you. We're here. We're in this thing. And a thing happened. And then also sometimes she would like. At, sometimes she would ask for lots of details. Sometimes she would ask for no details. And then sometimes like later when we were having sex, she would like ask for more. She'd be like, yeah, tell me about it again. Yeah, and it was I, great. I love, I love hearing. I, I kind of think an open relationship sounds awesome. Sure. In the sexual sense though, for me, not the romantic part of it. Sure. But that's just set Cause it sounds fucking exhausting. I, romantically because so you've been romantically well, were you keeping correspondence with these with these people like on the road that you would meet afterwards sometimes there would be sometimes it would be just a, a one-off you know sometimes like uh you know you're in you're out then that's it forever <laughs> but sometimes i mean here's the thing that i think might make it seem like less challenging or in a different way challenging that like i have just some people who are like i consider mostly friends who are like in different parts of the country like friends who i love who i've known for many years and like at different stages of our relationship like maybe we were just friends and then sometimes we're like oh maybe if we're both available and want to, then when yeah. we're in the same place, we hook up, we're sexual. So there could be like, oh, when I go to that town, if I go there I once, bang a, once a year. Sarah, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Who, who told you? I said, I said, oh, I have no, no idea. Yeah. I've picked the most Sarah's a very name. common name. Uh, <laughs> there have been a Sarah or two. Yes. Yeah, you got it. I'm psychic. But yeah, so there's definitely like, you know, if I... 
the, I, and it's kind of nice too, because I like, uh, I like having the, there's this quote I like. It's, uh, it's like, repetition makes us feel secure. Variety makes us feel free. And so we want to feel both of those things. And so obviously like the, like if you're in a monogamous relationship, you're like heavy on security, heavy on repetition. And maybe you have to, you can try to like do things that are like variety to spice up the relationship, but the whole thing is the same relationship. Whereas in this situation, it's sort of like a variety of secure things that happen, you know, when they happen around the country. So it's like, like, I like to travel for comedy and I like to come home. Like I like to leave. I like a new thing. And I like my old thing. Like it's, it's nice to have all of the experiences possible. Was that quote, used in the context of romance and relationships or just just life in general life in general yeah i apply it to many things yeah i do think that people i mean i i guess everybody everybody is different i don't have to guess i know everyone's so different but i would imagine that (laughs) someone in a relationship uh after 10 years or something they're gonna be like well i just want to see what bill over there is doing you might it's it's possible i mean how do you pitch it uh, well, I mean, these days, like, so that, that particular relationship that I, uh, that I was just talking about, I, I've been like talking about open relationships, like since probably like, you know, on stage since like maybe 10 years ago. Oh, cause uh, you've always wanted one. Uh, I, that's when I, I wasn't, so I was married in my mid twenties and it was monogamous for the most part. And then after that, I was like, well, I guess I don't think that lifelong monogamy is a thing that I can do. So I initially thought I would just have like, you know, a relationship for a year or two years mm-hmm. or as long as we both wanted to do it. And then just keep and on then you got married. But going back yeah. before that. Like, it's like, so w- w- do you think that your marriage didn't, well, I don't know the reason your marriage didn't work out. Only you know that, but it, I mean, did it have more to do with like you not being able to be monogamous or like you just getting married too young? I'm part, partly that I got married like younger than I think I would recommend to most people or myself in the past. If I could go How back, I was, 20... we met when I was 24 and got married oh. at 25. So it was like, oh, damn. yeah, it was fast mover, but it was because I had never been with a person that I really wanted to be with more than a year. And sort of, you know, society was like, you know, Hey, you, you found the person. That means marriage. Yeah. Really? Society said that at I mean, 25? I mean, Were you in society York? was like, Mike, first of all, fuck you yeah. for your spelling. Second yes. of all, get married. Uh, I was in Boston. I mean, but huh. I think I grew up in New Jersey and I, okay. I'm just like, I didn't. Well, you might've been just so amped that you found somebody that you were like, wait, I can actually see being with this person for more than a year. That means I should marry them. I can, I get how that. Well, especially artists. We get wrapped up I in know. a bunch of romantic nonsense. <laughs> and w- one other thing, I mean, it wasn't like I knew for sure that this was going to last forever. I was like, I don't know the future. I know that divorce is a possibility, but also one of the <laughs> practical reasons we got married when we did is that we wanted to live together. And I think like living together after a year seems like also could be reasonable. Yeah. But but I, I, w- I was uh, in grad school living as a resident assistant and like we weren't like so nobody could move in unless they were officially married, which oh, is wow. not okay. necessarily like a re. But we're like, <laughs> we think that we will be heading in that direction. So we'll get married army well shit. earlier. Yeah. Like I have a friend who like married a British guy after she knew him for a year because they wanted to live in the Green. same country yeah. and they're still together like, you know, a decade later. So it works for some people for sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think that we we the marriage didn't work because we ultimately weren't compatible because obviously knowing somebody and being into them for a year doesn't guarantee that you're going to be compatible for the rest oh, of your yeah. life in all the ways because of the, you know, new relationship energy. Everyone, and the please just really j- j- replay rewind that. that rewind, and press keep the listening to that second part. Rewind. That might just say, how old are you now? Do you mind saying? I'm 38. Okay. Because uh, So I just want, because I think that's like, that's important because people are like, Angel's just a number. No, it's not. When you're 38, you know a lot more shit. I'm 31, you know more than me. And too, <laughs> when you're 
important. When you're together with somebody for a year, you learn X amount about them. When you're with them for two years, you learn more. When you're three, four, I'm oh, yeah. still learning shit about my six year relationship. I listen to uh, Dan Savage uh, all the time. He's, he's one of my favorites. Of podcast, and yeah. I like he's he says this, and so I I'll repeat this from him, like you know, sort of butchering or paraphrasing. But he's <laughs> like, if you're you know, if you're whatever age you are, if you meet somebody and you think you want to be with them forever after a year, then keep staying with them, and that'll still if you're right, you'll still want to be with them forever after five years. Like there's True. no reason that it has to, you have to be like, we got to get this label. We got to get this piece of paper. Like Love enjoy, it. like, you know, be in the moment, live, live and enjoy each day. And then eventually, and that's a new, a, a new th- sort of perspective that I've taken recently is I think that I, I still have the idea that I want to be with, you know, ha- I don't currently have, you know, a primary relationship, a specific, you know, like one girlfriend, one partner uh, that I'm seeing that I plan to, you know, like uh, potentially marry or live with or build a right. life with. Like, that's the thing that I believe that I want. And I think that maybe I will have again, but I used to like jump into relationships or at least I used to like believe that I knew that I wanted a relationship sooner. Like I could know after like a few days, like, you know, yeah. so like that Malcolm Gladwell, like blink, like I see you. And, and I, there were good people. Like <laughs> I see I've, you. I've dated good people. And, but even then I, like I said, I love you very quickly after like, you know, weeks or like, really? so, definitely. And so now I mean, I've said it after like the first day. So I get it. And so, I mean, I remember, ha- I know that those feelings like exist and it's possible, but I don't have to, you know, you don't have to act all the time on the things that you think and feel because like it like it's like I said like he said like if it's true now and it's going to be true like if it's really as big and if your confidence is warranted then just chill out Stay like with relax each other. enjoy now and then you'll be able to like after the course of after 6 months have gone by and be like oh I guess we've been having a good time for six months. Maybe this is a relationship as opposed yeah. to we've been having a good time for a month. Let's Will you marry make me? it be a relationship. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. no, that's absolutely true. I've been, I've been with the same person for six years and we're not married, but it kind of, it's cool. Cause when we do eventually get married, like that's a new thing in our relationship of however many years it'll be by that time. Yeah. And you're it's, you're it's always just... different people and you're always in a different relationship because yeah. you know, like the molecules of your body and mind and relationship are constantly changing. <sighs> Damn, Mike, that's some deep ass knowledge. That's uh, what I majored in is deep ass knowledge in college. That's, uh, I could tell. <laughs> uh, so pitching, the idea of pitching. This. Oh, yeah. So to get back, to, I was talking about it on podcasts, on stage. So like the person who I ended up in this relationship with for like a year, year and a half, uh, she had heard me talk about it. So like wasn't a surprise already. Like, I didn't have to like reveal it out was of nowhere. Was she a fan of yours? Or she a... was. Okay. Yeah. She like came up to me after a show and told me she'd been like, she'd see me on TV and she oh, was- good listening to me. I'm and, so yeah. fascinated by that fan relationship because that happens to men a lot and not to women. And I just like, I'm like obsessed with it kind of. I would, I would do it. I like, I would go up to a, like there's women that I think are awesome that I've seen that I would say like, I'm a fan of. And I, so I would. Men but, always yeah. say they would, but then I feel but like they, do they never do it. Do it. No. I would be freaked out. Honestly, I would probably never date I was going to say, I wouldn't do it. I don't know I'm if I like, would either. Yeah. I'm just really interested in the concept. Well, there's so. also those, you know, the gender dynamics of just in general, like, you know, if a woman approaches a man, like there's less physical danger, there's less, you know, the unknown. Whereas like if a man approaches a woman it's like he's gonna kill me potentially uh so yeah so i guess 
talking about it early is for me the thing to do now. Like I, there's two ways of like going about dating for me. I feel like now, like I haven't specifically gone to like, there's poly cocktail nights, like where, you know, uh, like-minded groups of poly people all like meet and they're like, oh, now, so you know that people are like-minded. Does it turn into a fuck fest? Uh, I, I've legitimately not done any okay. yet, but I don't think so. I think Does it's- that cover up yeah. for orgy? But wait, what is, so, okay. Before we get any deeper into this, I'm yes. sorry to keep interrupting you, but That's there's fine. just so many questions. I understand. And I love the speed at which you're talking. It's That's so fair. New Jersey. Jersey mm-hmm. strong because I'm also <laughs> from Jersey. Uh, but what, okay. So what is the difference then? Cause you're talking a lot about open relationships, but then using the word poly. Sure. And I think we have perhaps a different understand. Maybe we're confused. Oh, yeah. So what is the difference or Great. is it, in, is it a part of it? Like what's... Great question. I would say that poly- polyamory is a subset of open relationships in general. So here's okay. some okay. example. Openness, I would say is like, I mean, I'm not an expert, but as far as like, so just- well, giving, How you define yeah. it, Here, how you yeah. see it. In my, for, my, for my definitions, I would say open is the largest category of like not monogamous. If you, so, so that's the umbrella. It's like yeah. the vague things are under. Exactly. Yeah. So every yeah everything else will fall under openness. So examples include like, if you're monogamous, but you have threesomes once in a while, that's not technically that's not completely monogamous, right? right. You're bringing monogamish. in- Monogamish. Right. Monogamish is like, I think Dan Savage did coin yeah. yes. to say like, you're mostly monogamous, but every once in a while, like there's some extra, like if you're away for a year and like, who knows, like you can, everybody can make their own rules. Uh, so monogamish is just like whatever you want it to be. Uh, then there's like, obviously people who swing, like there's swingers oh, who right. are like, we're, we're together as a couple monogamously mostly, but you know, once a month or once a year or whatever, we do this different thing. We every fourth partners. of July. Exactly. To, yeah. Uh, and then I would say so then poly is like the the one that's most like other relationships like all those other things uh are more like socially monogamous but sexually not monogamous you know so uh like socially monogamous is like where you don't you know you, your goal is to just have your life be you know like romantically involved emotionally involved with one person mm-hmm. and then sexually i mean it's it's interesting because like these terms and boundaries are never you know like 100 percent black and yeah, there's white no book on it people kind of define them for themselves and like but... i mean if i have a friend who i care about and i hook up with them it's not like, oh, do I love them? Do I, am I romantic? Am I in love? Like ultimately like the terminology doesn't specifically matter, uh, except in as far as like you, you, whatever you agree on with your partner, you know, like if you get in like my last relationship, which was also with a person who had like heard me on podcasts and she was an open relationship person. Uh Oh, listen up everybody. Getting Uh, some poon, Mike. So getting some two years of a long-term relationship poon. Oh, Uh, yeah. uh, Two and a half. Sexy. Good for you. Yeah. So she emailed me uh, when I was actually in a monogamous relationship at the time, but, and just was like, Hey, I like your stuff. And if you, you know, you're ever in the city that I live in, uh, let me, you know, if I can get you a drink. And it's like, I was like, I'm not available currently, but, uh, but thank you, you know, whatever the case, I forget the exact <laughs> way. So it well, I'm not uh, currently uh, available, but, uh, <laughs> time will tell you. and I will reach out <laughs> right. to you at that point. Next time that I was, I, when I was single, uh, like a few months later, I was in her town and Did you keep that email in like a special box, like possible vagina box? I didn't. It, like she wasn't specifically <laughs> hitting on that me. in our yeah. head. The know? possible vagina box. Yeah. Uh, I. I mean, <laughs> I, don't, I have that. I mean, not with penises. I think uh, I. I hadn't really met I her don't right now. No. But I did. Like so, when I went out there, like she came to a show, and I met her, and I'm like, she's cute. So then we did start, you know, seeing each other 
in a romantic way. And that relationship was initially like the opposite of the other one. It was like pretty much not just not don't ask, don't tell, but like if asked, will tell. But in general, especially because she was in L.A. and I was in New York, like while we're in our different places, like have a good time, go crazy. You don't have to run things by me. But in general, it was like our we didn't like explicitly say like and don't have a relationship with somebody else or don't fall in love with somebody else. Uh, I mean, you can say that all you want. But at the end of the day, if you fall in love, you're going to fall in love. The heart wants the hard ones they don't follow rules and without getting like into too much i mean maybe i'll get into more detail you can get but, all the detail you want but essentially like over the course of our relationship i grew that's when oh, in that relationship is when i grew to like realize or decide that i was poly and she was not that like that relationship uh, wasn't a poly relationship it wasn't set up to have like different uh relationships that we talk about with each other but that became a thing that i decided that i did want and so like last year uh, like that relationship ended and I like, I start. I saw this other woman for like some number of months that was like, not at all. Like we didn't have a quote unquote relationship. It was mm-hmm. just like when we were, we would see each other maybe once a week, maybe less, maybe more. And one of the cool things was that like she did, she was interested in like my, if I was in a relationship or if I was going on dates with other people, she would mm-hmm. like be curious about that. Would I, she, did she get turned on by it? Uh, I think, I think a little, I mean, yeah. it wasn't explicitly like for that, but it was okay. more the way that like, if you have a friend who is like dating people, you're like, tell me about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I want to like, know. You're my friend. I want to hear what's making you happy. What's interesting to you. What's fulfilling right. you. And so it was, it was like that. Well, Dan, Dan Savage also has this word. And I, mm. every time I bring it up, I go, I forget what the fuck the word is. Compersion. Yes. Yes. I knew you would know it. Yes. Compersion is basically basically as i understand it like sort of the flip side of jealousy mm-hmm. where like the classic jealousy is your you know if your partner is getting pleasure from somebody else you're like wah like yeah. no, no don't <laughs> don't do that whereas compersion is like if your partner is getting pleasure from somebody else you're like yeah you're more happy pleasure for them. i want you to have and i have a buddy in la whose name is uh, emery emery he's also <laughs> a poly dude uh and he he, he puts it like this. He says, like, if my girlfriend goes out and gets a massage from somebody who's not me, like, I'm not mad at her for getting that pleasure. Mm-hmm. I'm happy for her to get that pleasure. And then similarly, like the, the parallel feeling for sex. You know, I've been thinking about that a lot lately with massages specifically because I'm like, I'm getting touched in places sensually and it feels fucking great. And then I'll go home and see him be like, how's your massage? I'm like, it was amazing. It's like, that's great. I'm like, what's the difference between a shoulder and a clit? Really? Well, I mean, but the massage therapists don't think of that as sensual. They think of it as healing. Yeah, it is healing. Me it too. Is, I mean, it is. I mean, well, I mean, because I were I, I this is like I'm obsessed with massage because I worked at a spa for like five years. Mm. But they're uh, getting pleasure out of healing you. They're getting pleasure, it's but it's sexual. not a sexual pleasure. I mean, obviously, sometimes it does feel erotic because it feels. But I mean, I I would see a lot of like divorce. You know, women in the process of a divorce would come in, and it would, and you know, the, people would cry during the massages, like because when you're not being touched anymore, oh, like yeah. human touch is important, like. I mean, there were even times when, like, number one, I couldn't go and experience human touch, or number two, like, get paying for it was the only way I felt comfortable because it was getting like this very like uh, simple level of touch without the emotional baggage of the touch. Definitely, there's a book called "Paying for It." It's a graphic mm. novel, and it's like an autobiography of this guy Chester Brown who lives in Canada, where like prostitution is legal in much more ways, many more ways than it is here. Oh, like, that's nice. Like, I think like walking the streets and like advertising is not okay but like brothels are legal Mm. and like house visits, like home visits are legal. Mm -hmm. So he basically was a guy who's like, I love, like, I love my friends as my friends and I love those meaningful connections. And I have these long-term relationships essentially that aren't romantic. I mean, or romantic, but they're not sexual. They're not sensual, 
But then for my sexual physical needs, I he's had like a num basically the book's just about all of his connections with different prostitutes over mm-hmm. the years. And sometimes like there might have been one that he saw for 10 years. So it was like Aww. like a relationship, like like the yeah. way that you'd have with, you know, somebody at your salon, you know, like, oh, this person like a massage therapist. Exactly. Now I have one that I go to only and it's it's kind of similar. It's and it's a relationship like you, you know, you care about that person in some way. They care about you in some way. Obviously, it is like a business transaction. But, yeah. but it doesn't mean that you can't still like, you know, care about people. They could decline to see if they really were repulsed by it or yeah. something. Well, yeah. Right. yeah, I mean, like my hairstyle is like like I've been going him to him since I was in high school. And if anytime someone even asks like, oh, get your cut hair, haircut here or dyed here. I'm like, no, no, no. I would feel like I was cheating on like sure. yeah. a long term boyfriend. Because these are these are relationships, you know, yeah. like relationships are like come in all kinds of forms and mean different things. And uh so let's see the to finish up the diff- I feel like the different kinds of like polyamorous relationships that mm-hmm. exist. Uh, so like we covered all the things that aren't poly or, or some <laughs> of them, but like so one form of it could be uh, like you know say you have you know two people in like a marriage or a long term relationship and they're like that's our primary connection, but then each of them also has you know uh, other like not spouses but like long term partners mm-hmm. on could be on the side or it could be that they. Uh, they see other people together. Like there are people who date couples. There could be like yeah. a triad where it's like, it's not just two people uh, and then extra people, but it's like three people who are all equal in all the relationship. They're all dating each other. Triads, yeah. quads. Have you ever been in one of those? I have not been in one of those. I feel like that'd be really fun. It's, I mean- For like a month. It does seem like, I mean, here's the thing is the way that I think about it uh, is like when people are like, aren't you, you know, jealous? Aren't you afraid? Are you like all the, the, the fears that people have? I, I think I address like, I'm not jealous when my friends have other friends, you know, mm-hmm. like, especially because like my friend's not going to be stopping. He's not going to stop being my friend unless he wants to, for some reason, you yeah. know, that is not because he met some other friend that was like, you can't be friends with that friend anymore. Yeah. So everybody involved is like on the same page as far as the way the relationship structure works. And then you have to be, you know, honest with yourself about what you want, honest with like, if you have one partner about what you guys are together. And if you're like, well, we're going to go out and look for another person to be a third or if we're, we're only going to be us. And then everybody else is going to be, some people say primary and secondary, yeah, yeah. but then some people, there's a thing called relationship anarchy where it's like, uh, <laughs> that sounds fun. essentially it's basically the way I think that I would say most friendships work where, you know, you could have a best friend, but you could also not have a best friend. And you just have like each friendship is not like ranked in a hierarchy with all other friendships. You're like, well, who's maybe you have friends that you're like, you see more, but other friends that you're closer to, or if they're farther away, yeah. you don't talk as, but all of your friends, all your friendships are their own thing. Like, yeah, and so individual. some people have relationships that are like that. My relationship with this person is its own thing. Maybe we see each other once a week, but then I have like a meaningful connection with somebody in Atlanta and I see them uh, once a year. For- yeah. And I wonder if hmm. why people, I think there's a couple reasons why uh, non-monogamy frightens so many people specifically like in, in the, un- I don't know. I don't know how other countries work, so maybe mm-hmm. not, but just like straight people specifically. Because sure. Dan Savage talks all the time about how like, gosh, straight people are get real jealous over <laughs> shit. Um, is one, it's been happening for a long time, not crazy long, but like monogamy is the assumed existence of every relationship. Everyone assumes it's monogamous. And also I'm, I wonder like, do people don't want to share their partner or explore the things because they think, because it'll make them feel like they're not good enough. 
Is that why they like monogamy, that comfort of monogamy? Because they want to know that they're good enough to be the only other person for that person. Well, just to cut in real quickly, Dan Savage is 100% only talking about gay men because <laughs> lesbians are the most possessive. True, he is. He is. The, in the plant, on the oh, planet. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. And uh, go ahead. I'll go. Oh, no problem at yeah. all. I mean, I don't know why. I think what you're saying makes sense uh, as far as like people's fears or desires yeah. as relationships go. But I would, again, make it like, no one person does everything for everyone. Like if you're, even if you're in a monogamous, like you're in a monogamous relationship, but yeah. you, you don't do your podcast with your boyfriend or partner or Hell whoever, no. like you don't, you know, you don't only go out to, if, if you're only spending all your time with oh, that I would person kill him. Right, and, or you're in an abusive relationship because they're like cutting you <laughs> off right. from all your friends or and you family. you can't see the uh, ankle bracelet on me that uh, tracks me. And so, I mean, I definitely do understand the idea of like having a person that you build your life with and care about. But also, I mean, for me, I want them to have as much joy and pleasure and connection as they can have. And I think it's, I don't want to say it's more honest necessarily. You can have a very, you can, I think it is, but you can have an honest monogamous connection. But the idea, like number one for centuries, for millennia, like humans are technically not monogamous. Right. Like most people are not lifelong monogamous, even if it's like serially like, oh, one relationship, then another, then another. But also the fact that I think like the majority of long-term relationships have some kind of infidelity. So technically not mm-hmm. monogamous. Like if anthropologists look at humans, which they have, I don't know if you've read Sex at Dawn by I Christopher Ryan. I am currently reading that. Like that is all about the just, you know, sociological, like, you know, since like we were like bonobos, you know, like it was like a tribal communal thing where like bonobos raise their kids all together. They mm-hmm. have sex all different, like different matchings. And it's just a bonding thing and it brings them all closer and they're not jealous of each other. They're just like, we all do this. Like it takes a village. And that's the way that people that I think this book says that humans used to be as well. But now we are choosing to be like, oh, well, it's just going to be us because there are obviously advantages to it. Like if you want to know who your child is, then monogamy is the a dad way of your kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. to know that. But for then sure. so how did it so then how did it uh, make this change to marriage? Like, does it did? Are you well read on how that ha- kind of came about? Not exactly. I'm definitely I mean, I, I've, I mean I've, I'm not. That's I've why I, was read, I was hoping you would I'm be. probably um, religion <laughs> medium level read on it, but sure. it's. Uh, economics and stuff and the family unit and the and the um probably the, like 10,000 years ago when agriculture came around and religion came around right. and then yeah and then land ownership but then stuff. it's like well wait yeah. you take my daughter for your son and then give me all that farmland and shit and which, everyone's like okay which is an interesting thing you know when people talk about you know when when gay marriage was not legal and people were anti it on the grounds of like traditional marriage but like you look at the, the Bible, yeah. the roots they ain't cute yeah like I mean Abraham had a wife and uh also like a concubine and like whoever else and like and owned the you know you owned the women like that was oh, right because right. I understand that. the concept oh. but just like just like the thought of anything communal to me sounds disgusting like I don't even like going to like Benihana I mean <laughs> that is fair and that is funny and also but I'm not so good I'm also not trying to make anyone like, I'm, like well yeah, that's the yeah. thing because I think I, I'm like definitely oh, yeah. respectful thumbs up I get it if it works for you like and truly like thought many years about this and at points like I've been in an open relationship myself Self. Mm-hmm. But like I uh, there's this thing where I think like everyone thinks like they can have a threesome. Everyone thinks they can have an open relationship. And I truly don't think everyone can or should no. have it. And like, so what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I'm here like I, I only talk about as far as I know, like what works your own for me. Sure. Yeah, yeah. This work, and if you're listening and like there's people who are listening and, you know, who reach out to me and uh, my next girlfriend, whoever, you know, uh, there's people. I out know there. I'm waiting. She's out there. I mean, there's and who, how 
however many there are. But uh, <laughs> it's true because no boundaries or rules. Yeah. Legitimately, I mean, or only the boundaries and guidelines that you set up for yourselves. True, like, true, true. Uh, yeah. So I, if there are people who listen and they're like, "This makes sense to me. This resonates with me." What there are things falling thing. down <laughs> all around us. Uh, but yeah, the the point is that like. You don't, you definitely don't have to do it. Like anyone gives you advice, you're not legally no, of like, course. required or obligated in any way. So definitely if you're like, I have some friends, like I have some friends who are wonderfully monogamously happy completely. Yeah. And like, that's, that works for you. That's great. I right, just but have like, a- just with, with but with polyamory there I feel like sometimes and not this is not from you but from the community there seems there's a there's a slight arrogance in that people who cannot be uh polyamorous as well they don't have them in them like that they are lesser or oh, really? jealous or I feel it for sure yeah I understand it's like like it, it seems like it, it like people who are polyamorous uh sometimes think it is like a more the only progressive life, huh? Like it's the liberal to my conservative. I'm not a conservative, but. I do understand what you're saying. And I think that there are, you know, we're all flawed human beings. Like if we're, if we're human, like, you know, nobody's perfect. We're all trying to figure it out. And I think that the, the impression that you have might be due to like the, so monogamy, there's certainly people, if you substitute monogamy, there's totally people who are like, monogamy is the right way. If you don't do it, you're wrong. It's the best, you know, maybe. Which I also yeah. don't feel. Yeah. Uh, of course. Mm-hmm. And so that's, but that's like, you know, that is what like yeah, society is. people in every yeah. little group. And so, th- I mean, that is still like the, ma- the majority opinion of, you know, most people in society. I think if you, you know, did it, uh, a poll, a they'd be like, monogamy is good. Like, even if it's flawed, even if it doesn't always work, even if half of marriages end, uh, be, you know, then that, Therefore, we don't have lifelong monogamy. Like it is the goal to aspire to. And if it is uh, your goal and you want to aspire to it, then of course, wonderful, do it. But dictating, you know, so monogamous people dictating that everyone should be monogamous is not the thing Just to do. Just as much bullshit right. as and the other way. Polyamorous yeah. people, like I think that there, so there might be people uh, in the polyamorous community. Like again, I, don't, I, I only speak for myself. I don't, can't speak for everyone. And I understand that there could be people that are like, oh yeah, like like listen, read this book that says that monogamy is a fiction or yeah. it is impossible. And so you'll, I, but again, it's not, it's not better or worse. It's definitely- My theory is just basically everyone is equally unhappy no matter what you try to do to fix it. I mean, I think in short, that's what I'm trying to say. I think there are people, though, (laughs) who want to be either open or polyamorous. And and I'm saying this as a monogamous person uh, currently that they don't want that to be their Like they they're in a monogamous situation and they're like, I don't really want that. Sure. And they're not. They're kind of lying to themselves. Well, here's the thing. I do think I mean, I understand what you're saying about everybody being unhappy. I don't I think that everybody is not. I think that a lot of people are. And I think that you, I don't know if you have talked extensively, uh, like, uh, about, you know, are you, I don't know if you suffer from depression or specific things. <laughs> no, everyone thinks just, I do. I just, I just, I think I suffer from uh, a realistic outlook on life. I understand. I mean, you it's are just a glass yeah. half empty thing. It's not like, it's not like clinical depression. Oh yeah. I mean, and yeah. I, I'm a general, like, you know, I, I don't know if, I wish there was an opposite to clinical depression that I'm like, I don't have that, but mm-hmm. I'm like a glass half, I'm a glass, like totally full kind oh, of guy. Oh, me too. Yeah. Mine mm-hmm. glass is overflowing. It's nice. You it's guys leaking are onto the carpet. a nice match for each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hear there was some wine earlier, but, uh, <laughs> there was. but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that 
uh, we're all, I mean, we're all human beings moving through space and time. Like, so we're not at a point. I think that, hey, there's a thing, have you heard of this thing called, uh, there's a book called Finite and Infinite Games. No. Uh, and so a finite game, for example, I haven't read it, but here is the information <laughs> that I have This is what it says on Amazon.com. Absolutely. <laughs> so a finite game, is an, as an example, could be like, you know, checkers. You play until somebody wins. Baseball, you play, there's rules. You mm-hmm. figure out how to get to the end and you get to the end and somebody wins. An, an infinite game like, like that. Candy Crush. Uh, or yeah, forever. Exactly. Exactly. Or like catch even, you know, like how yeah. do you win at catch? You don't win. The goal is to just keep playing the, but you win by doing it. it it's all being in the moment. The game is in the enjoyment of e- the game. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And for relationships, Pinball. a lot of people it. think that like a lot of people act as though like the wedding is like the end point of the dating game. The finite game of dating ends. But in reality, the the goal of, I think, uh, you know, a healthy life in a relationship, if you want, is that you you get to keep being, you get to keep playing. You get to keep being with the person that Whatever you want to be with. Yeah. Right. Like if you're in a relationship, it's not the end. It's not frozen. You're like, I did it. You know, maybe people want to like put pictures on Facebook and be like, we did it. But hope. But What'd now you do? what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, what really did you do? The goal Spent is a lot of yeah. money for no reason. Yeah. I had a lot of people you didn't really like to have wine with. I mean, you know. And so, I mean, my goal is to, you know, whether I'm in a relationship or not in a relationship now, like, you know, be as, you know, sort of in the moment and yeah. in touch and mindful and enjoying as much as possible, like the things that I'm doing, like right now, this podcast, you know, this morning meditating, like tonight, a show, like tomorrow, a trip, like just sort of, you know, either filling your life with things or enjoying as full, as fully as possible, well, the things yeah. that you are doing. What makes you sad? Uh, I mean, you know, social injustice. <laughs> oh, uh, of course. Oh, um, deep. I mean, I'm, def- I'm lucky. I'm very fortunate. Uh, like my, my parents were, you know, loving and like ha- wanted me and oh, had me <laughs> and treated me. I was welcomed yeah. into the world. Yeah. Like they, they got married and didn't yeah. have me for like seven years. So that's a thing that I you know isn't the case for everybody. Right, right. Like they were both, you know, it was like, we, I grew up in the suburbs of New Jersey. They were both teachers. Like we did, we weren't, you know, like millionaires, but like I was, I was always fine. I was always cared for, yeah. loved, you had a things. Over your head. Um, Do you have any siblings? I don't have siblings. I thought so. I don't Maybe have. That's why you need some extra, extra. I mean, yeah, possibly. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just searching for siblings. You know, that's uh, <laughs> just looking for a new sister to have. Yeah, sex I'm not with. really, yeah. I'm not really big. I'm not really big into like tr- connecting childhood events to why you are the way you are. Oh, now. sure. Yeah. There's another Dan Savage thing is like he talks about you know people who like getting spanked and how sometimes people are like it's because I never got spanked as a kid. I was really curious. And other mm-hmm. people are like it's because I got spanked as a kid. And right. It, it imprinted on me. And it's like well, there are Either people way, who feel both ways. Yeah. So who gives a shit? It's just fun you to get just, spanked. You liked it. Yeah. yeah it's, it's you like good. getting spanked? Uh, I mean, I'm fine with it. I'm, I like, <laughs> I, I think I prefer, I, I like being with people who like getting spanked. You like sure. spanking. Yeah. Now, how do you, you know, and I have had this, these moments where the spank just either wasn't in the right place or a little too hard. Oh yeah. And then it's like, ow. Oh yeah. Yeah. You gotta be careful. You gotta, I mean, ask somebody where, how, you know, like start, start soft, start slow. I mean, I don't know if this is a tutorial, but. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I, Cause I, I have no notice there's a lot of men or a lot of women that tell me that they are with men who um don't want to be don't want to hand them in the bedroom basically in a nutshell and sure. it's like uh, guys get nervous but i'm like well if it's a it's a weird climate right now to be hitting yeah. women though unfortunately I, in, for yeah. people like me Just don't hit them on the streets hit oh, them yeah. in the sack if they ask you to hit them <laughs> don't hit them on the streets do hit them in the sheets yeah if there they you ask go. for it exactly the way that they want to <laughs> i had a uh, two so 
the girlfriend that I, I guess it doesn't matter who, there's two girls in my life that in the past 10 years, one of them, like the first one was like, I want you to dominate me. And I had never really done that before. I'd never really been into like dirty talk. I was mostly like quiet. And I was just like, I'm like pretty vanilla. Really? You're so loquacious in oh, real life. Now, yeah. now, now I'll talk a little more, but you know, oh. there's a lot of people actually, I feel like, I don't know if this is a, you know, this is their sort of tropes of like the, the high powered business person who like, you know, is in charge. The CEO in life, wants to be spanked. But, and so like in life, I talk all the time and I'm like in bed, like, why don't you do the talking? You know what I mean? But, uh, totally. but also I do enjoy, to- like I've learned, but at, <laughs> at the time this person wanted like some kind of domination, but wasn't specific about uh, the ways so that they wanted it. And so I was like, I, and you know, she like, gave me some websites, but I was like, I don't want to do the wrong. I don't want to, you know, we can't but, just copy off of a porno. Cause it's not genuine to you and everyone could tell. So then like a couple of years later, I dated this girl that was great. And she was like, I'd like you to dominate me. I was like, can you give me like any example? She was like, yeah, definitely like pull my hair like this and like slap me here like there this you go. and like very specific things. I'm like, oh, and now once I had those initial tools, I could be like, oh, now I can like improvise based on like right. the, un- the things that I understand that you want. Whereas the first person was like, if I tell you how to do it, then that ruins you being her. dominant. And I'm like, well, I'm glad that that didn't have to be the case for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, you know, I mean, if especially if you haven't done it before, Direction is important when it becomes to uh, physical roughness. Yes. Uh, but you can give direction, I think, in a sexy way. And you can also talk about it when you're not in a exactly. sexy situation. Then like, it's not ruining anything. It's just you're having brunch. You could also just start by hitting not too hard, though. Absolutely. That There's so many ways. <laughs> so many ways to approach this shit. But, but like, I also don't want to hit a person who doesn't want to get hit. Oh, at, yeah. No, no, uh, no, no. Course. Not someone who doesn't want to get hit. You're like, so kind. I mean, here's the thing is like, sometimes I feel like, you know, there's many ways in life that I like do know what I'm doing. Doing, but then if somebody was like, what are you doing? Be like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so similarly, like, you know, there was, so after I dated uh, this one girl who like wanted these things and wanted to be like demeaned, you know, like with specific language, you know, like be called, you know, like whore or slut or what, like things that. <gasps> How dare you I say that on this so podcast? We're just going to isolate that. Oh no. And play it on a loop. Guys. And send it over. Now, sometimes we call this podcast to too dumb whores. <laughs> ah, well, that would probably, I mean, there might still be some prospective girlfriends out there who want that, but uh <laughs> But then I like dated somebody else. And, you know, when we started, you know, being intimate for the first time or two, like I would say something and she'd be like, can you not do that? I'm like, oh, yeah. Wait, what I, did you say? What, like, an I mean, it was something very like, like, like those, slut, something like that. Fucking and she was like, I actually don't identify as a dirty. Slut. I was like, oh, well, then it's not. Like so you called is, her something as along the lines of a dirty slut. Yeah. She did not want to be called any derogatory yeah. type names in the bedroom. And it wasn't, you know, obviously I wasn't, you know, like, you know, physically doing anything that right, she right, didn't right. want to happen. But she was like, eh, you know, can yeah. we? <laughs> not? I was like, oh, not definitely. For me, yeah, I'd like. And so that's why it used to be like when people are like, what are you into? I'd be like, what are you like? You know, it's yeah. like when you go to do a comedy show or like get booked for something, they're like, what do you want to get paid? I'm like, what can you pay me? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> you got to like I, I need to know like what range like we're working in here. Sorts. Exactly. There's no indication mm. of. Yeah. Yeah, what kind of like and so sometimes I'll be like I could like to call you these things I could like to be dominant in this way if that's not what you want then that's not what I want like yeah, yeah. it's f- well those conversations are fun though like sure. I started having them when we went on dates for potential people that we wanted to have a three-way with oh, sweet. I was like well you know we're all on the same page here I'm gonna just try like a little experiment with myself and see how comfortable this is but I'm like what do you want out of this because I know what I want out of this I want to see you get fucked by my boyfriend from behind is that something that you'd be into and they and then they're always I mean everyone's like that's very important yeah very and it's a fun it's it's like a, it's it's intellectual foreplay I mean, it makes it makes a ton of sense to do that well, um, yeah. for you what yes. are some things like besides the polyamory what 
are things that you require in a relationship that is romantic slash sexual? These days, it's mostly like I I don't want kids currently and I don't know if I ever will. So as long as somebody- And you're not like 25, so we should take you serious. I appreciate it. (laughs) He means it, ladies. But I mean, there have been like a few people like lately that are like, I definitely want kids. And so if you're going to date me, then that has to be at least an option. Okay. And so I've definitely like- It's good to get that out of the way at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, my new album is called No Kidding and it's about how I don't want kids. So uh, like actually there was somebody that I was like seeing very briefly or like starting to protect potentially, you know, talk about hooking up with. And it was like an old friend. So it was like, we knew each other. Uh, but this was like a new, a new aspect to what might, might've been the possible. Relationship, yeah. And, but like, then this album came out and like, she read an interview and she was like, it seems like you really don't want kids. And I really do. And I was like, uh, well, fair, that's fair. You know, like, I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it is difficult when you like really like someone yeah. so much and you're like, yeah. this could be really good if one of us was slightly different on this very important thing. Like such so, an important thing. You're not going to yeah. escape a kid. I would say monogamy and kids are like the two biggest things for me right now. Uh, I mean, and I also could like, there's some people that I've talked to about, like maybe in 10 years, I would like be happy to, if my, my life was to like, in a, yeah, exactly. And so if I'm with, I just have to be with somebody who is at least on board with maybe never having kids or maybe playing it by ear, uh, coming down the line. Yeah. But in general, I mean, and there are other things that are bonuses, uh, but not required. What's a bonus? Uh, like vegan is a, I'm vegan. Oh, so, that's okay. right. Yes, you are. Yes. Uh, and look how long we've gone without my saying it. Wow. Uh, that is impressive. I'm actually. really, 41 minutes and 50 (laughs) seconds. That is impressive. I've never met a vegan like you. And I knew you were vegan and I forgot. That's how not annoying you were. Wow. Do you want to hear? (laughs) What an ideal vegan. A funny thing that happened uh, today uh, on the streets of New York City. I hope it's a vegan thing. You farted so bad. Uh, No, guys, it's a nice story for (laughs) me, not for you. (laughs) Uh, A a woman was like, are you a comedian? And I was like, I am. She was like, oh, I saw you a, a couple weeks ago at a show talking about being vegan and I'm vegan and I was like ooh uh, that's <laughs> tell ju- me yeah. more uh, and she's like I just moved here I don't know why I'm like why did you move here she's like I'm an actor I'm like well that's why so yeah uh, and she moved from uh, Orlando she said I'm like oh were you like Go a Disney her. princess and she's like yes I was like so I met a vegan princess you guys oh that's Aww. really cool wait are you gonna date did you get her, her number I got her no- I did get her number and Hell I yeah, don't have the rest of the information so oh, okay. but I uh, like what a name oh no no I have I have her first name and number but the, the rest of the information as in uh, will we fuck that was oh, uh, the other question it's uh if she wants to yes that was so that was so slick i didn't even know what you're talking have about. you um <laughs> ever talked to a woman about you wanting to be polyamorous and her going what the fuck like being met with judgment uh you yes fuck a bunch of checks yes i definitely there was i did a show in new hampshire sometime in the past like six months or a year or something and i was talking to this girl afterwards not specifically trying to i wasn't like looking to hook up with her or pick her up she was just a person at the show who mm-hmm. talked loudly <laughs> yeah. uh during the show and also oh, after the show she uh, a little a little it was very good natured it wasn't okay. a problem how could you even consider it i'm appalled right I now wasn't my cons- vagina I'm dries I was, over hecklers i wasn't <sighs> considering it okay uh, but uh <laughs> i mean also who knows but yeah uh, thank you yeah. very much top off it's not saying i wouldn't look See, <laughs> i knew it i knew it no no guys no 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 whatever re- you can't reward poor uh, behavior it's oh no very important in fact, I'll actually, after this, I'll go through my my messages, uh, my Facebook message, because I got a message from her like a, like days later, because she was like a friend with another comedian who mm-hmm. was like embarrassed that she had been yelling things out. Oh, okay. And so like she sent me a thing that was sort of like 
an apology, but also almost not. But the point is... <laughs> It was, her, it was her reasoning for talking. Yeah, but, but she was definitely, I forget all the ways in which like she did by talking, like turn me off as far as she was like, basically, I know that I don't talk the way that other people talk, the way like my voice and my manner of speaking. She was like, why are you talking like that? And so I don't remember if Whoa. it was specifically. Like a fun yeah. robot. Yeah, 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 I'm a fun robot. Yeah, yeah, like a robot butler. But, but it's like, a heart. Sneak yeah. you but it's a joint. A, yeah, like I think it's cool to have like a very specific type of voice. Everyone, like I could pick like if i could close my eyes and i could know that you're in room that's awesome that's great Thank yeah you guys. i love people's voices signature the more that unique the better is nice of you there it is really interesting that there are still people i did a show at nyu a couple weeks ago and i talked about being poly and i was like is anybody here poly and it was like very few people like raised their hands and i was like mm-hmm. who's monogamous and very few people like just very few volunteers at all they were all <laughs> afraid but there were definitely people that were like what is you know yeah. what is polyamory wait so that girl judged you though on poly that uh, girl at the show was heckling I, you? I think so. I don't specific. I just, oh, okay. I just remember her general vibe being judgy. And so whether right, or not she delivered right, right, it specifically. Right. Okay. Because I don't think she knows how seriously you, you take it. And like, once you hear how seriously you, you take it, you can understand. But like, if a guy just came up to me and said that, I would also probably think even being a co-host of this podcast and being 31, that he was just trying to fuck a bunch of people and not make a commitment. That's fair. I mean, here's the thing. That's I, the number yeah. one thought. That's fair. <laughs> I There's definitely people probably doing that for sure. I would say like in the early stages of dating, whether you're poly or want to be monogamous, like dating looks pretty similar. You know, like mm-hmm. if you're not, you're not just going on one date oh, with yeah, one person with people. and then like over the course of like right. a month, like you might go on, you know, a couple dates and then you're like, oh, this person, maybe if you're monogamous, you're like, I'm going to start, you know, weeding out some people and focusing in just on this person and see if they want that. And then. I think that if you are poly and you are dating, like, I think it may, it's responsible and ideal to like put it in your profile if you're dating on apps or like bring it yeah. up sooner than later so that you don't, you know, get people who wouldn't want to be like, I don't want to trick people yeah. uh, into, you know, getting into my thing when, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, my asshole. And, yeah, I, uh, I don't want to trick thing, people. Huh? Yeah. Uh, I don't want to trick people into me getting into their thing. Like, I just, I want to be completely like, you know. Well, because oh, it's possible yeah. too to have a completely honest, uh, tr- to, to be transparent about it and it be re- happy. And part of the, I think some people are afraid, like, what what if it decreases my chances or decreases like the dating poll? I'm like, mm-hmm. well, great. Like, there's so m- there's billions of people, and there's definitely, especially, I mean, in New York City and any oh my city, God, yeah. like, there's so many people. Possible, it's great to have things to like whittle it down. Yeah, there's and a million people things out. like like eating choices, smoking, drug use, where alcohol. you live. Like, like yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Oh yes. my God. What borough? Yeah. I don't want no long distance <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. there was Brooklyn. Yeah. Out. There was. I'm, I live in Brooklyn. Bye, Queens. <laughs> I no, live in Harlem. Oh, I understand. So far. Uh, oh yeah, we can't do this. But uh, <laughs> it's not gonna work. There's a thing. Some people, when I when I talk to people about uh, poly stuff, like they do think they're like. There's this uh, attitude of, isn't the fun part though? Like of you know, I, I would want to like sleep around, but isn't the fun part like sneaking around and like cheating and lying? What? And, like, no. There are people that I'm Who like, said no, that? that's a hundred percent criminals. Not, I'm like, no, the fun part is getting to have sex with people that you want to and connecting with people in ways that they want to, and you you can do it. It's fun right. to do. That sounds like, like they had a conversation with Tucker Max. Like that was some very like old school. Oh, I don't know who that is. Oh, they don't, oh, God. oh good for you. Wow, I like you even more. Well, um, I kind of do like his books, but yeah, he's I just understand. a guy who write, like like the game writes, kind of stuff. Well. Tell a woman she's a bitch and oh. she'll follow no, you around for. It's not like a how-to. It's just these stories of debaucherous things that he's done that involve sex, alcohol, and sure. drugs. Okay, and bros. Oh yeah, a lot of bros. Oh. 
A lot of Murray Hill bullshit. I understand. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I... They just probably don't believe it's possible, though. I mean, it real, especially the more people that do believe it's possible and try to make it possible, like, the more possible it actually so is. So have you been yeah. in love with two people at once? I have. And and you were d- d- seeing them at once? Uh, it, it Well, since this is, like, the big, I really haven't been poly for... Specifically poly for all that long. Like, right. It's, so like, during my last relationship, like, and, I mean, again, I don't know what... Like, you know, love, like, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me, you know? Right. And I would, I was in love with my girlfriend. And then here's the way that I used to be. Uh, like, when Who I would, would you save if the house was burning down, though? Great. Was there a pick? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Really? No. There wasn't a pick? There no. wasn't one person? You saved both well, of them equally? Well, I mean, I guess in the, situation, in the situation that I was in, uh, I my girlfriend was my primary. So, like, I took her feelings into account more, more. There you go. at that point. But <laughs> I don't want, I don't specifically necessarily want to be in that situation. You don't want again. that other yeah. girl to think that you wanted her to die in a fire. That's no, not the point. That's yeah, because that's like not romantic and shit. Uh, but let's see, the thing that I was going to say. Uh, oh, about being in love with two people at once. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like I, I, so I got into the relationship before I knew that that is what I thought I might have wanted. So, oh yeah. And the way that I used to be was like, if I was single and I'd meet a person that I was like, oh, like, you know, you when I'm in between relationships, like you're, I'm hooking up, I'm like going on dates, I'm yeah. doing whatever, I'm having a good time. And every once in a while, like there may be like four or five people that I'd like be involved with over the course of like several months or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And like one of them would sort of rise to the forefront and be like, oh, or like I meet a new person and be like, bam, like I know Instant immediately. Connection. And I, the joke with my friends would be like, hey, like I found like the person I'm gonna, the next person I'm gonna marry or the next, you know, just as a joke, but like kind of like, here's the next person that I'm going to be seriously, like, I love this person, even though I just met, obviously, I know you don't know that you're immediately in love in a long-term way. I have an idea about what the future may hold. And so the thing that happened in this situation with my last girlfriend, I was like, she was one of those people. I was like, I told her I loved her very soon. We loved each other. We were together two and a half years. So I was like, right, ultimately about that relationship. But then during the relationship, I met another person that made me feel very similarly at the outset. And I was like, I met the person that I'm gonna be in a three-way triad marriage with. Right. Now, question for you. Yes. When you met, when you were dating this girl for two and a half years and you met the other girl, did your feelings for her, for the new girl, the triad girl, the, the one you met halfway through, yes. take away anything from your girlfriend? Not a bit. Right? Because that's what pe- that's what I think it's not a it's People not a pie that has different slices that once you it, take one yeah. away. Yeah, but See, how about time though? Time, yes. time. Of course, you only have so much of it, but but feelings, feelings and 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 um, a level of importance in your head and where you place them in your in your life right. could this, be the same. They don't have to be. It goes back to the friend thing, like you know meeting a new friend doesn't mean that you love your old friends any less. And in this situation specifically, if you have a relationship with somebody who wants you to be happy with other people, then in fact, I would say it makes you love them or could make you love them more. Like I'm so grateful to you and this relationship because being with you helps me allows me to be, to have these feelings and act on them as opposed to if you're monogamous, you probably, if you meet somebody and you have those feelings for them, that could probably lead to like resentment of the person. Like you I'm with you. Yeah. 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 Cause can you tell the person? No, you're not gonna tell anybody. And then you're, and then it just lives within you and you have to be like, I hope I never see that person or else I'm going to be pissed at my boyfriend or whatever. Well, that's when you call a friend and your friend tells them like shitty things that they heard about that person <laughs> and that makes you not like them. One like, I mean, help. there are ways. Yes. And it you feel depends. less special. I, I mean, I get like when you, you've dated somebody who also started seeing other people people too. I right now I've got I've, for the past like couple months I've seen a woman who is in like a 5 year relationship. So oh, she's Does it poly. make you feel any less special uh, com- as compared like do you or no. do you not even compare yourself to the 5 year 
I definitely do. I mean, yeah, it's totally different. I am who I am. Like I am as special as I am. Like, I mean, to her, like that's her, that's her boyfriend. That's her partner. They live together. They're happy. Like, and this it's is a prime. Did you meet him? Yes. Uh, no, I haven't met him, but do uh, they do against, that or not? against the rules? They don't, but I was actually, here's the thing. I performed on this holistic vegan cruise Ugh, a week sounds ago. Sounds horrible, but I'm sure it was fun for you. <laughs> Perfect for me. Uh, I mean, there was like meditations. Holistic, there were like I, sound yeah. healings. There was like, you oh, know, cool. talks by doctors, talks by like at this, an, I learned a lot of animal mind facts. Like about the ways that animals' brains work. Really? Uh, yeah. And real, well, most mammals really are cool not stuff. monogamous. Oh yeah, definitely. Which I think is interesting. So uh, I mean, they also murder each other and eat their flesh. So though, true. Guys. And I mean, we we're like, <laughs> it's wildlife. Whatever. I mean, uh, humans murder animals and eat their I flesh. I know, but, but uh, then they go to jail. Uh, so. <laughs> On the on the cruise, um, there's like not that. also there's not a lot of humans eating other people's flesh. That, uh, but also, that's but also not common. But that's most salt. animal most animals aren't killing their own kind and eating their own Correct. kind's flesh. They're killing. Tight, we're doing the same thing. Kill, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, but that part's not anyway. what we're talking about. Uh, <laughs> that's no more like that a race war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I performed on the cruise the first night I was there, and then I just stayed on for like another day and a half and like participated in the activities, yeah. met people after. Uh, a, a seminar, like this couple came up to me and they were like, we heard you say that you were Polly in your comedy set. Uh, and they just wanted to talk to me. I don't know. If, I don't know if they were hitting on me. I don't think they were. I but had they a were sexual couple. They it, it was a woman. It appeared to be a woman and a man. And I was like, oh, appeared. And, that's very yeah, nice of yeah. you. And so they were like, it, they certainly presented as. Uh, yeah. One wow. Woman, look at you. Man. Fucking pull like your correct it's, as it's shit. It's fun to do stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like talking. So if I can anything that I, you can say more words. Um, <laughs> but so they were like, uh, we just wanted like we obviously there could be other poly people here but we don't know you said you were so we'd love to talk to you for we, we just talked for like i don't know 20 minutes or something and i was like cool like i it was a very like communal thing where i was like what do you like are you guys married and they were like the woman was like i'm married and the guy was like i'm not but they both live in like the i was like do you guys live near each other he's like i moved like 20 miles to be living in the same neighborhood uh so like we're on vacation together her husband is on vacation with his girlfriend right now i'm like oh, do you guys all know each other like same boat we, or different no boat. different different boat good uh and they said though that they have gone on vacation together they have socialized cool. together like they're all cool like the woman's been married 14 years she's been they've been poly for eight years she's like i've loved my husband the whole time like the guy yeah. the guy was like this guy was like i've been with her for like a year and a half and it's been like the best years of my life and the woman Ooh. was like and it's good for me too and like she's like i love my husband so she's not, not gonna say it's like the best because right i mean to her like her husband relationship is like the primary one it's right the, but but it's the same way like she gets to have this vacation this fun with this guy yeah but it seemed like the guy it's like she was the primary to that guy oh, yeah, he does, i think that but that's yeah, okay that as long was as... his longest term relationship yeah, and it was, yeah, yeah. it was working like i don't know like so the person who who i mentioned that i'm seeing like she has so she has her five-year boyfriend yeah and they have like you know their uh, their rules are they're allowed to go on like external dates like twice a week if they want to okay uh, like but what if yeah. you fall madly madly in love with this woman uh i mean i think i, I don't know if i'm i don't i'm not not allowed to but if, right. if it got to a but point that would get, yeah. i don't know what if it got feel? to a point where i was like i want to take things to another level but you don't because you can't then i would probably stop seeing her i'd probably back yeah. Because you don't want to do that to yourself. Yeah, hopefully before it got to that. Though it's I, easier. I feel like, yeah. You have the mindset like going into it. Yes, though. it's. I'm, yeah. I'm in this protected place where I'm like, this is not going to be a long term thing for me. Like if right. down if down the line their relationship ended and I wanted to see her in that if that you know then then I would deal with it then. But for right now I'm like, this is a cool fun thing that I yeah. get to do when I, whenever we want to. And yeah, and it, then, there's really yeah. such there's not a lot of downsides to being completely upfront and honest. That's there right. really isn't whether you're monogamous or polyamorous or whatever the fuck. 
because sometimes even people will say like in the context of a relationship or a romance or dating or fucking whatever and you ask somebody a question and they're honest and you kind of get like offended but you're like i can't get you're being honest i'm not gonna get mad at you for being honest and that's it's such a good way to live and you get to make your decisions based on all the information which is yeah you better. have to guess and i think the only the thing that people fear uh, is like number one being alone, which is a possibility. No matter what, it's possible that you won't end up with a partner, a lifelong partner. Yeah, you some won't end up won't. what you want. That's but, okay. But also, being alone is, I think, Kinda and nice. a lot of people say it can be. It's definitely nice, and it can. It's better than being. I think this is another Dan Savage thing. He oh, says yeah. like like better to be to feel alone because you are alone than to feel alone because you're in the wrong relationship. One hundred percent. Oh, mean, that's, that's a sad loneliness. Very true. Like some people have the idea that like if the goal is a relationship, a thing. The goal is then, happiness. Then, but if but some people mistake I know, it, right? A lot of people, and which so, I'm learning. And then they're in a relationship, but they're not happy. They're like, I have what I thought I wanted. And then to get what they actually would want, which is the right relationship or better being happy, not in this relationship. They're like, but I have to go backwards. It feels like going backwards out of this. But it's like- do you ever hear this thing about like you can be really fast at running up a ladder, but what if the ladder's against the wrong building? Then you're right. in the wrong place. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, well, I think yeah. people don't. So many people in life don't really take their own happiness and wants and desires into consideration because there's all the all these social constructs and monogamy is one of them. Oh, that yeah. they're it's just they don't even think twice about like is this for me or is it not? They just go into it. Uh, there's so many different things that we do as as a society that we, but it's like there you know if you take the time to really reflect and be like it does this make me happy and then you go from there like was there a moment was there an aha moment with you with that or no you just kind of always were upfront with yourself about no it. i mean i think i was definitely like you know sort of subject to like society's not brainwashing but just like you know i marinated in the soup that is society and like you know grew <laughs> no, up i hear you yeah yeah and you know when i was in my early 20s i was like i remember at age 12 like never having kissed a girl like wouldn't kiss a girl till i was like almost 17 i was like i remember thinking at age 12 13 being like when am i how am i going to get married i've never i haven't started <laughs> along in the path. i think there are people in my class having sex like they're smoking and drinking i'm not doing anything and then i remember when i finally started dating people like you know had a girlfriend senior year of high school and then a couple in college and then after i was like now i'm i feel like i'm not i'm closer but i'm still no closer to feeling like but when do i feel like i want it how will this get across the bridge to the place that I'm told is supposed to make me feel the way. Happy yeah. or whatever. And it's, do you guys know the uh, Zen koan story thing, chop wood, carry water? It's real short. No, but tell us. It's basically just before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. And so like an example that isn't about relationships, just like a guy had a job in a cubicle that he hated uh, for a specific company for many years. And he finally, he's like, I'm out of here. And he went like just traveling the world with his savings and doing other things for 11 years. And then he he loved it so much, found himself 11 years later back in the same town that he started from. And they were like, somebody was like, hey, did you know that you're actually your old job is available? Would you want it? And he's like, sure. And then he did it. And now that he'd ha he knew what he was missing and he knew mm. what he had. And he's like, I actually do enjoy this, but I didn't know before. So he's like doing the exact same thing that he was doing before, but with this added mindfulness, this yeah, added there you know, you go. living in it. And so Love relationship that. wise, like growing up, I was like, this is what I, I'm told I want. But then I've had all these experiences that I'm like, oh, is that even what I want? Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm doing it because I'm doing it for somebody else or because my parents or my grandparents or everybody or, you know, movies, religion, TV, whatever, all these things, so the many media, pop culture. And then eventually, mm -hmm. like you, I, hopefully people come to the idea that, oh, I, I get to 
I don't have to, but I get to make my own decisions. I can take things from religion or from other people or what I see or society. I can like, you know, like a feminist can choose to be a stay at home mom, but she, exactly. she has the choice. Like e- everyone has the choice from all the things that have come before and anything that's different. If you're like, I don't actually see any of those things. Like before asexuality was like represented in pop culture, you know, I'm sure that there were people that are like, I'm different than everybody, right. but now they're like, oh, now there are people who are asexual out and be like, that's great. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are, you know, polyamorous or people who are, you know, even gay was probably a thing that like, if you grew up gay before the internet in a town that didn't have a lot of people, you'd be like, this is weird. I am bad. Oh yeah. yeah. And that's, we're still like reaping the opposite of the benefits yeah. of that mindset. And so now like I might, I feel like I don't know exactly what I do want for the future. Like I'm just trying to focus on being, you know, who I am and honest and like yeah. with myself in the present. And I'm like, I think I do want to be with, you know, maybe a long-term partner at some point. I know I can't force it. I know I can't make myself meet but that person. But you don't person. put pressure on yourself the way no. society does to everybody. You Not don't, anymore. You don't do that to yourself. And I think that's awesome. But yeah, but it's possible I may end up, you know, with the exact shape of, you know, at least from the outside, I might end up like, you know, living in a house with a woman the way that society originally said to, yeah, but you know, on but my own terms. but if you're doing it because yeah. you, it makes you happy. Yes. Um, and God, that would be such a beautiful place to end, but I really have one more question oh, sure. to yes. ask. Uh, P.S. So, <laughs> no, just because, um, so I think a lot of times in monogamous relationships, a, a, a reoccurring problem is like jealousy or feeling suffocation. So are there any uh, problems that you see constantly coming up in like any thematic problems in polyamory. I mean, I do think that, I mean, communication is like, this is very boring to say, like the key in any relationship or relationship. So I think that uh, like setting up, you know, guidelines and expectations, like the thing that that often comes uh, comes to be a problem in monogamy is people don't have those conversations because they just go ahead like assuming some default, some societal mm-hmm. status quo. We're like, right. whereas, but even amongst monogamous couples, there's probably all kinds of things that you could differ on as far as like, is it okay to flirt with other people right. in front of me, not in front of me? Do you want to see it? Do you not want to see some it? Do you not want it to happen? don't want the other one watching porn. Like right. people have their own, which, which is, is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and you and me, um, <laughs> and your boyfriend. Uh, just, uh, do you ever want to just watch me fuck your boyfriend from behind? Not a thing that I want. But oh, right. uh, well, I mean, I mean, right. well, I guess let's talk I don't about know it. If but he'd want to. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, let's let's get to him on this podcast. But um, has he ever has he been on the podcast? Oh yeah. Okay, right. mm-hmm. that makes sense. I'm sorry, I haven't listened to every episode. What um, the fuck? I I'm out of here. Uh, but yeah, so there's <laughs> all kinds of ways that like communication can break down based on people's assumptions. And I've had some open situations where like said there was a girl that. There were a couple of relationships I had before, like the fully open ones that I talked about, where there was sort of like one person was like, hey, if you're on the road and like some groupie wants to blow you in a bathroom, that's cool. Or if you get drunk and you make out with somebody in a bar or if I do that, that's cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but don't like bring a girl to like your hotel room to have sex in the bed because that's like more intimate than the thing See, there that I'm you talking go. about. That's, I'm on board with that. Right. That's and great. So that was a yeah, cool that sounds thing. awesome. And then I was like, what about the hotel bathroom? You know, but uh, <laughs> technically, yeah, you're yeah. right. And I she would said, probably find a loophole. Bathroom's there. okay. As long as she doesn't touch the carpet of the hotel room. <laughs> so you have to uh, carry her. Just yeah. find her like a goddamn savage. <laughs> the and then we're all yeah. good. Um, her in the garage. Yes. But <laughs> uh, so the, so that is one of the relationships that I was in was the person completely intellectually understood the desire for openness. And she was like, maybe we can work towards that, like, you know, stepwise, like 
but ultimately it didn't work for one of, this is part of it, that we established a rule like definitely if you want to make out with a stranger, go for it. But definitely right now, like no penetration, like don't, yeah. Yeah. like don't, like that, that was the rule. But here's the thing is, those were our rules that we set. We didn't specify anything in between. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff so in like between. So like mutual, I would go right to mutual masturbation. And so that is a thing <laughs> that did happen. Like I was like, I think I'm following the rules yeah, technically. No but when I, I did, and so I told her about it, but she was like, that is not, like we had different understandings uh, of where, of what. Yeah, like making out innocent, like it with your clothes on would be like my thought if you said making out. Definitely. So I and think like that, no one I fucking know. Yes. And so oh, right, right, laying right. out. I, so I think that that those are the kinds of things, like the same kinds of problems that can affect monogamous relationships can affect uh, open or poly relationships. If you don't, you know, do enough diligence, if you haven't had, mm-hmm. you know, like if you're going into it new, like there's books you can read, there's like The Ethical Slut, there's, I think, Opening Up is another uh, book that I've Great. heard about on Savage's yes, podcast. Like good. you can definitely like listen to Dan Savage's podcast. Oh, so like good. there's so many potential resources. If this is a thing that you're like, I think I'm interested. And then be as open and honest as possible. Yeah. Because like nothing is like, nothing is the be all end all per se, you know, like, or I, I could be wrong, but like my last girlfriend, when when we were together, just like a couple months, uh, she told me, we were actually on a podcast together and somebody asked her like, what's the best thing that happened this week? And she's like, oh, coming to visit Mike, my boyfriend. She's like, no, 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 not that one. Like, uh, what's the, like, what's the, not this guy related best thing. And she's like, uh, I had a threesome with two dudes and it, and it wasn't me. Uh, and it wasn't, that's, was that was the first time you knew yeah. you were hearing of that? Yes. Were you like, uh, what? I mean, I was, it definitely like, I mean, you can potentially listen to the podcast. <laughs> See, I, I feel is like- it Will and Julius? Uh, it is not. Oh, okay. Uh, we did go on their podcast as well. They have a fun one. They do. Uh, but uh, can't wait to go back on when I have, I just have to keep getting new partners. I can yeah, keep going, repeat going. guests uh, on there. So were you upset though? Would that make you upset? Uh, it was definitely, I was intellectually completely, I was like, this is fine. You're allowed to do this. But I'm your happy. penis was sad? I mean, I, ultimately I'm glad. Like, I mean, ultimately I was like glad for her in the moment. It did take me like thinking about it and processing and asking questions as opposed to like, so I you know, might've thought in advance, like, I don't want to know about this. I mean, and that was why we sort of had the, you know, don't, don't ask, don't tell, or if asked, will tell. Oh, okay. But she was sort of like, it is a sexual thing. Can I, and I was like, go ahead. I mean, I gave, I was like, yeah, she didn't, she didn't do anything wrong at all in doing it or sharing. What kind of questions did you ask to make yourself feel better about it? I mean, I asked like who they were. uh, Mm -hmm. Did you know the people? "Uh, I I have, I didn't meet one of them. Like there were people that she worked with. Okay. Okay. Um, And I... Dipping two pens in the company, <laughs> dang. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so, and without, I know she's definitely talked about it on a podcast as well. So I don't want to like, you know, I'm like, I don't want to blow up her spots so no, and no. not give too much information, but. Go for her. The, Threesome with two yeah, dudes is fun yeah. as fuck. The kind of questions that I asked is like, I mean, kind of like, where were you? Like what, like, sort of like just getting a in picture of it. In an alleyway. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, and like what, like who did, who did what? Like just sort of. Honestly, I'm like, just curious how those questions made you feel. But yeah. it, well, also because I mean, like for me, like, I, I don't know. I just like a, a threesome with two other dudes almost sounds like ideal because it was just kind of like sexual debauchery as opposed to sexual. like something like meaningful or romantic. Which so, also, though, I mean, if she like she at some point would be like dating a girl and I'd be like, that's I mean, the idea of a woman uh, and her was like less, even less threatening. Oh, like, for was, sure. Yeah. Right. And my boyfriend can have a boyfriend any day he wants. <laughs> and, but I, I remember thinking like, uh, I, I was, I felt like I would have been upset. Like I, the, back to the question of here's what, here's what I wanted to say. Like when you're asked, 
do I, did I feel less special Yeah. in, in this, in this situation? I, there was some version of like, Oh, Hey, mm, it, it wasn't me. Okay. Like it's not us having the threesome. It's not like I, I, in some ways like was left out. Cause like I wasn't there. I couldn't have been there. Yeah. It was in another place at another time. Like, but there was still that A little ping initial, you know, ping or pang. Yeah. And, but the valuable thing for me to know is that that went away like after, you know, a couple days. And of- it's okay to feel that. Exactly. So that's what I think. Like yeah. I felt that the first time I saw my boyfriend fuck somebody else and I was like, Oh God, do I like this? And it, I just had to sit with it for a second. And then I was like, yeah, I, I like it, but and, you know, that's fine. And if you, and it's possible that not everyone is like you and not everyone is like me. And totally. if you, if you have that experience and then a few days later, a few weeks later or whatever, you're still like, that bothers me. Well then now that's a new data point that you have for moving into the future and don't do things like yeah, that. Yeah. And then. even if it still mm-hmm. like comes up and it bothers you like for like hypothetically, like say you stole one of her moves when she was sucking your boyfriend's <laughs> dick and you're like, oh shit. He, and then you got mad at first after she left and she's like, does she, she suck your dick better than me? He was like, no. But then like two days ago you stole her moves. And then he says out loud, you're the best person that's ever, something like you're the best person that's ever sucked my dick. And I'm like, are you just saying that because I'm stealing the moves of that other girl that did a really good job? And it's like, wow, Christina, but that's okay. It's like human nature. I mean, it's also like, there's nothing that you're not guaranteed guaranteed the best person to give a blowjob. I'm and, not. I just know I'm not. Statistically, I can't be. You and know? and so if there is somebody that blows him, quote unquote, better. better and you, then that's and what then, it is. But then if you learn how to do that, then you are better. You just steal the fucking moves. You are closer. There you go. We're a well, community. it's not being the best at a bunch of separate things anyway. It's like the person who you're, is your primary partner is the best complete package for you. Exactly. Yeah. Can't win do people, everything. Do poly people ever have two primary partners? Well, I guess it wouldn't be, you wouldn't say Co- primary. Oh yeah. Co-primary. Co-primary. I mean, I would say <laughs> in that situation, there's sometimes like I mentioned, like there are triads where you have right. three people. Sometimes there are like V type relationships where a person might, you know, not everybody is involved. So it's not a complete triangle where all three are together, but it's like one focal point and then one relationship that way, one relationship that way. Like you would way. have two relationships yes. with women that you're in love with. Supposedly. Yeah. And so, yeah, there definitely are people who have, uh, you know, like they don't live with anybody. They There's a thing called like solo poly, which uh, is basically just like, you don't have relationships. You just, you know, you are you, you are your own primary is what uh, people might say. That's like, a Hallmark card for get poly people. Oh yeah. Which you is, are your great. own primary. I mean, that's good for everybody. Like That it, is good. Yeah, you're not alone. You're with yourself Aww. and you're good. But lo- being in love with two people isn't exhausting? Uh, I mean, is it, I'll say is like loving two friends exhausting? No. Yes. <laughs> Life is exhausting. <laughs> so yeah. Is li- if, waking if, up in the morning exhausting? If yeah. everything is exhausting, then yes, this will be, ex- it's about, the, yes, it does take a relationship takes energy. Two relationships takes more energy. Of course. Definitely. And a lot of organization, seemingly. Yeah, you got a lot of coordinating. Well, that's why, I mean, in like, say the the woman who has this other boyfriend, like I, if I only see her once a week or sometimes every two weeks or once a month, like that's fine. But that doesn't take yeah. a lot. You know? I'm just very needy. Like when I fall in love with somebody, I'm like, I would just want to be with them 24 seven. And then if I fell in love with two people at the same time, I'd be like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> I understand. Well, that would probably be, you know, relaxing for those guys. Be like, okay, you take 12, seven, I'll give you the other 12. Yeah. Tag team, tag me out. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fun. Tag teaming in a much different way than you might think when you're seeing two people. <laughs> one you at got a time, game, Mike. One day. I have, you know, I Mike do what Kaplan. I can. I have fun. So uh, you want to plug? Well, that was certainly informative. Oh, sure. Informative. Yeah. Where can we, where can we find you? Uh, my name spelled weird everywhere. dot com, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. My new album is called No Kidding. It's about not wanting kids. And where can we get that? That's on iTunes and Amazon on my website at a special thing.com's website. They produced it. 
it. And then I do also have a Netflix special. <gasps> Dope. Uh, that's called Small, Dork, and Handsome. And you can, uh, my podcast is called Hang Out With Me. And I'd love to have you guys on sometime. Oh, yeah. and then also you had Dan Byrne on, didn't you? I did. <gasps> can we say hi oh to him? Because he listens and also I love him. And Jeez. I just like oh. to say hi yeah. to him. Hey, Dan. Perfect. Thank love, you for doing that. I love you. <laughs> uh, all right. Thank you so much for hanging out, guys. This has been Guys Be Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. sponsoring today's episode of Guys Be Fucked. Third Love bras were developed using thousands of real women's measurements and range from sizes AA to G, including signature half cup sizes. Third Love stands behind their products so much that they're willing to let our listeners try a bra from their 24-7 collection for free. Just pay $2.99 for shipping. Go to thirdlove.com slash GWF to get started today. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at betterhelp.com. That's betterhelp.com.